Welcome to the Stutter Block Party Podcast. In this series, we'll speak to people from all over the world and talk about their journey with stuttering and just get to know them a little bit better. I hope you enjoy this podcast and happy listening. Hello, everyone. We are back with one more episode of SBP podcast. So um, we have Danny. Uh, Danny actually spoke at Family Stories in the in the past. Um, and then um, Danny also Danny also re- replied um, to me when uh, to the to the to my post on the SBP um, Facebook group saying he uh, he would want to do the podcast too. So um, so Danny, can you can you tell us why why uh, why you wanted to do the podcast? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks, Kevin, for having me on. Um, I think I wanted to do the podcast because I actually did a different stuttering podcast. I was on a different stuttering podcast a couple months ago, and that was just really fun. And it was great to be able to talk about different things about my story, about my stutter, and then just chat with the hosts, just about other things. So I think really what I'm what I've been trying to do. So I guess just for some background is I started going to speech therapy about two years ago. And the reason is because I, I knew I had a stutter or some sort of speech impediment, but I was able to cover it up pretty well, pretty, pretty effectively. Uh, And, but it caused a lot of anxiety. It, It caused me a lot of anxiety throughout each day. So anyway, I wanted to go to speech therapy because it was just getting too much. So I went and really over these past two years, I've been trying to get more more involved in the stuttering community. And I think doing things like this, like you mentioned, speaking at stutter block party, things like that, you know, just challenging myself to get myself out there. um, Those are the sorts of things that I've been looking to do. So I just, so when you sent, or when you posted that in the SBP uh, Facebook group, I thought that it would be a lot of fun. And then we got, and then we got to talking or we got the messaging on Facebook and um, yeah. And here we are. Um, So, so your stutter, is your stutter therapy through, through your uh, college? It's not, it's a private, it's a private practice. Um, so okay. yeah, I don't think my school offers speech therapy as, as, as far as I know. Okay. Um, is it cause you're, oh yeah. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a private practice near, near, near your near your school i guess exactly so it's so it's a so it's a a speech therapist and she and she has her own practice in center city so pretty much what happened was i that was the summer so i'm a senior at penn now and that was the summer between my sophomore and junior years i you know that 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 was when I realized that something needed to change about my speech. And to be completely honest with you, 
what I thought was going to happen was I thought I was going to get fluency training and that's what I wanted was to become fluent, you know, and to be able to speak normally or as far or as what I thought was normal, you know, like that was the way that I approached it. And when I started going to my therapist, she, we started working on things related to acceptance of my speech and things that I had never thought about. You know, I thought we were going to be talking about, you know, how to not stutter in these situations or how to, you know, develop techniques to become more fluent. And it took me a while, it took me a few months to kind of change my thinking on stutter on my own stutter. And yeah, so to answer your original question, I, when I was first looking for a speech therapist, I literally just looked up stuttering therapists near me, <laughs> I think. And, um, you know, a lot of different things popped up and, you know, um, the, the therapist that I've been going to, she's amazing. And we've been, you know, I'm, I mean, she's really changed my life just because of the direct work that I do with her. And then also just as importantly, becoming more involved, like I said, in the stuttering community, meeting other people who stutter and just realizing that being a covert stutter isn't, I, I didn't even know that term covert stuttering until I met other covert people who stutter. So this whole experience has been great for me because it kind of has validated what I'm feeling too, because for a while I was like, oh, like, am I just making this up? Is this unique to me somehow? So yeah, that's kind of where I'm, where I am now is just, you know, trying to continue to meet people and just uh, expand my horizons in terms of stuttering. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, that's really, um, that's really great that your therapist is so good. Uh, I think, I think lots of people in stuttering community have gone to a therapist, but, but the therapist wasn't very good. And it's, it's mostly because most, most um, masters in speech pathology, like barely, barely cover stuttering. Um, So can can, can, can you, can you, can you tell us why, why she's so good? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think related to what you just said is, you know, it, and I didn't realize this at first, but like you said, most, SLPs, you know, I mean, for their curriculum in, ter- in terms of getting a master's, there's, they focus so much on things other than stuttering. But my therapist, she got an, so she's a person who stutters as well. So that helps, that really helps in terms of her understanding where I'm coming from. She was also covert and she got, she um, got a master's in speech language pathology in order to work with people who stutter. So this is sort of a life goal and a life mission for her is to help people who stutter live a full life. So just the fact that she has that background as a person who stutters and, you know, obviously the interest in stuttering is so helpful because it's not just an SLP who is trying to figure out like how to work with people who stutter. Like she has worked with people who stutter for years and she just completely understands where I'm coming from as mu- like as much as anyone in, ter- in in terms of my stutter. 
So for me personally, she, the work that we do, the pacing I think is really good because she knows kind of when to maybe suggest pushing myself a little bit more in terms of, you know, maybe making some cold calls to stores and things that will scare me. You know, she just knows she has a really good understanding of things that will help me kind of get to the next level in terms of acceptance for stuttering. And then she's also just suggested all these great organization or all, all, all these great groups like the NSA, you know, I'm in the NSA or sorry, I'm in the Philadelphia chapter of the NSA now. And I've been to a few meetings in the past couple of months with that. Um, and just different things that, you know, she's just like completely opened my, this door of stuttering and just like allowed me to meet so many new people. Um, so I think all of that is really what makes her a great therapist for the people who stutter. Oh, Philadelphia chapter. Um, do, do, do you know, do you know a guy named uh, Matt, Matt? Uh, there's a guy named Matt in yeah. the chapter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Matt Dorn. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, Matt and I, um, yeah, we met, yeah, we met a few months ago. I feel like, so it was weird because we also met kind of simultaneously at Stutter Block Party. So we, I think, yeah, I think we did meet first in the Philadelphia chapter. You know, we went to some of the meetings together and then I saw him at Stutter Block Party and I, and I know he does work for a Stutter Block Party. So he and I have been in contact and actually it's funny because um, <laughs> he, reached out to me a couple months ago about making a video for SBP because I had spoken there. Like we said, I spoke in November and I felt bad because I complete like, so I was going to make the video and then I just completely forgot once the semester started. And then he sent me a reminder and I made the video and he actually just posted it a few days ago on the SBP Facebook page. So uh, yeah, so he and I talk, a decent amount and um i had to miss the last stutter block party but um yeah like i always see him there obviously and um yeah again we've ended up getting to know each other a little bit which has been great um do you know uh fa oh my god yeah so um yeah and you might have uh you you might have thought of him when I brought up the other stuttering podcast because that so I was on his podcast um, oh geez <laughs> yeah funny. and then he was like hey do you want to be on my podcast you know I have a podcast where I talk to a ton of people who stutter and um I went on it and same you know similar to Matt like we still stay in touch um so you get so you know I'll see him from time to time just you know the stuttering community as, as this conversation suggests, uh, or the shows, it's a, it's a pretty small world. So, you know, FA and I will just see each other. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, at the NSA meetings and then, you know, uh, yeah, I've gotten to know FA too. Yeah. On the FA podcast, there's a, there's a, 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 a 
episode called Na- Native 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 Tongue. So you can find it. That, that's that 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 that's with me and um, yeah. Stephen. Stephen was someone else who stutters with FA. <laughs> oh, cool! That's funny. And it's called. <laughs> when did you do that the, one? Oh, uh, that was like yeah. The, 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 the that 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 was that that was last last. last Last, 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 last summer, like July or something. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it was really, really hot. You know, during during <laughs> during, during, during that time. Uh, it's kind of a funny podcast. We um, uh, there's a there's a there's a pretty good portion where we talk about MMA. Oh, nice. So I think you, I think you'll find it funny. There's some funny, <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny, funny stuff. And then like, and there's a funny part where, like, also Steve and I also really love uh, Dave Matthews Band, which is hmm. uh, Dave Matthews. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band was really big in the '90s and 2000s, but yeah, they're probably they're probably not big now so there's kind of a funny yeah we also we also talk about that <laughs> that's funny so is fa is he is he also an, is he also an mma fan yeah that that's that's kind of a funny thing too it, it was because um yeah okay so okay so 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 this is this kind of a this kind of a, a funny long story it's like because me me, me me steven and i have a podcast and then we we were well, uh, most mostly mostly me. Mostly, I wanted to find. I I mostly wanted to find. Um, I mostly wanted to find uh, people to talk about MMA, like like pe- I like people 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 who people who stutter. That is people who stutter to talk about MMA, um, and which which like since you're into it, then yeah, you could some other time like come on and stuff <laughs> um and uh so yeah it's this long lo- this long thing where i where i i actually w- went went on to went on to uh face like facebook has lots of mma groups so i i went to facebook and i posted and then um uh yeah some some people some people responded actually i the, 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 there's a different podcast that I do just by myself where um where I I have several I have several episodes with people from that Facebook group um uh but yeah posting that Facebook thing was pretty nuts because okay I mean of course the um uh well, I guess people don't know MMA MMA stands for mixed martial arts um it's uh you know uh i'm sure there's a whole swath of people who consider it barbaric (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know we we can talk about that later in this this, in 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 this podcast but yeah but the you know like mma people are of course mostly guys and they try to act like tough or whatever so (laughs) in the in the in the facebook the post, I you know, I was saying, hey, I have a stutter p- 
podcast. If you have a stutter and you want to come on, let me know. And then there, there were there were people making fun of my post, which which isn't surprising. I mean, like mm. uh, it's it's not surprising to find those kinds of people in the MMA community. Like I, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like, you know, MMA is not like like. like ballet like ballet or classical music i mean it's it's like a different type of people you know (laughs) so um yeah there were people making fun but it was also surprising too because there were and there were actually people defending me there's actually there's actually this one thread where it's basically a is basically a fight (laughs) they were like going back and forth that was that was interesting um and then but and but another interesting thing is that there were tons of people were doing like like likes and like hearts and like thumbs ups about that. That, that was that was pretty neat. But anyway, but as but as but for the FA for the FA pot uh, episode, yeah, that was during that episode. I during that episode, I I was I I really wanted to, I really wanted to, um, I mean I I really wanted to find people talk about MMA it was uh, during that time I hadn't found anyone so like during during the FA podcast I was I was saying how uh I was saying how like um uh I was saying how hey do you watch MMA I'm, I'm just curious right and then mm-hmm. FA went, oh yeah 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 it, like now now FA doesn't really like he's he's uh he has kids he's really busy he works full-time uh but yeah he he fa did in the past mm-hmm. and then yeah so that that's that's that 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 was kind of a really really long really long uh, story mm-hmm. about just saying how fa like uh, watches mma a little bit like in or maybe in the past he did. yeah but um yeah anyway yeah the the fa episode is kind of funny so you could um yeah you could <laughs> listen to it later i'm sorry everyone i i like i think the last like 10 minutes i was basically talking about my <laughs> mma <laughs> and myself even though this is like the spp podcast but. you know I'll, you know i'll definitely check it out uh your <laughs> podcast with him that's so funny that you were on it um again that just yeah. shows how small of a world the, the stuttering world is <laughs> yeah um uh but yeah but kind of but kind of kind of back to the mma facebook thing it was mm. uh, it was kind of an interesting thing there was there was um you know even okay so the the mma thing is only one thing i wanted to talk about on podcasts i also wanted to find people about uh, who like dave matthews band who stutter mm-hmm. i also i'm i'm a huge ucla fan i i wanted to find people who are into ucla football and uh basketball and stuff um but um but even even with the even with the Dave Matthews, there's a Dave Matthews uh, Facebook group that I posted it, and mm-hmm. Dave Matthews are Dave. It's like it's, those fans are supposed to be nice. It's you know his his music is kind of like hippie hippie music, you know that kind of music. But there's actually one guy who also who also made who also made fun of fun of my post. Wow. So yeah, that so that so so that kind of thing uh happens everywhere 
but for the for the for the post on the MMA group, the I guess kind of the cool thing is, yeah, sure, there were like, I don't know, like five five to ten people who made fun, but but actually most most of the people who re replied were it, it, it was positive, and there were there, there were tons of hearts and likes, so <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great because. <laughs> I honestly think even though, you know, like we're saying the MMA community or MMA fans kind of, there's this perception that they're, that they're really like mean and just like, like tough guys who are trying to intimidate people. I think yeah. a lot of people are just fans of MMA and they're just very nice people. And I saw this when I started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, BJJ and, um, I was only able to do it for about a month because that was right before the pandemic. But, and I know it's a little bit different, you know, that's just one martial art, but those people were all so nice. Like I literally, you know, maybe it was just the gym, maybe it was just a beginner friendly gym, but they were just, they were just trying to better themselves and just help other people learn BJJ. And, you know, we were just like, they were some of the nicest people I've ever met, honestly. And that's just counter to what, I thought coming in, I was like, oh my God, these people are going to be so like aggressive and just like tough. And I mean, they're tough on the mat. They definitely don't, um, you know, they definitely don't take it easy, which they shouldn't. But just as people, a lot of them, or I would say pretty much all of those people that I met in that gym are just really great people. Um, so I'm not surprised. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not surprised that the vast majority of people in the MMA chat or in the MMA subreddit um, or Facebook page that they were, that, that they had a positive reaction to your post. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so sp 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 speaking, sp speaking about uh, Brazilian jujitsu, actually um, uh, maybe, you know, this like actually uh, 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 LA is like the is like the center of BJJ pretty much in the country in, in the country sort of like have you ever heard that <laughs> yeah um, yeah <laughs> yeah I think yeah. I had I I think I did I mean I'm not sure if I understood that 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 it was really that popular in LA in particular but I I mean I could just see you know there are so many different places um you know the gym that I went to I know there was one in studio city which is near where my, near where my family lives and then there's one in santa monica and i think they maybe had one other one but um i mean you could just see like if you just looked up bjj near me it's just like everywhere um and i think it also i'm i'm not sure if this is true but i think there's a connection between bjj and surfing which doesn't seem like it would necessarily be the case, but I think a lot of people who do BJJ also surf and vice versa. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or if that's even a thing. Maybe, maybe it was just anecdotal experience that has led me to think this, but um, yeah, it's just, I think there is a similar, a similar demographic that, likes both of those things um yeah i don't know 
Yeah, because BJJ is like the Gracie thing is that they're really into e- e- eating, eating healthy, eating, mm-hmm. eating natural and surfers probably like to eat healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They're, they're, uh, 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 do you know uh, H- 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 Hickson, Hickson Gracie? He's considered like the top Gracie or one, basically the top Gracie guy. Have you heard of him? I have. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm somewhat familiar with the Gracie's, you know, okay. like I know about Hoist, you know, being yeah, Hoist. You know, in UFC one, um, there are a lot of Gracie's. So I sometimes, <laughs> I sometimes, uh, can't remember like who is who in terms of, you know, what, what, what they're doing, but I think Hickson, he started a ton of different gyms across the world. Right. I, I mean, their whole family has, I know, but, um, yeah. Has he kind of been at the forefront of that? Is that true? Yeah, but like Hickson's Hickson's son, I uh, forgot I forgot his name. But he there, there's a there's a YouTube YouTube video of him here. I, I his son lives in LA. I'm pretty much like I think sort of near Venice Venice Beach or something. And so he'll so usually like I don't know every morning he'll like ride his bike like on Venice Beach or something and there's, there's probably people like sur- surfing surfing there probably I'm guessing um so yeah I don't know it probably makes sense that BJJ is linked <laughs> linked to surfing um but yeah but anyway like yeah H- 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 Hickson H- Hickson has a has a BJJ gym in, in LA um oh. and um, I, I think one, I, 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 I think one time I went there to like try out or something like, no, just, just to try it. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, and then, so every year, I'm not sure if this is still going on, but every year Hickson has a BJJ tournament at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this is kind of a funny story back in back when I was a sophomore sophomore yeah he had this tournament there and I and I I I had a friend who was super into Gracie BJJ and this friend was the guy who sort of got me into it which and BJJ was the main thing that got me into watching MMA um, I like MMA. I, I MMA I sort of have a weird relationship with it because like like the whole stuff with the getting hit in the head or blood like that that's kind of a bad thing i i mostly watch it for the bjj but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> um but anyway yeah but it's kind of funny the 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 hickson hickson tournament at ucla was that was when the the, the that 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 was before before i i knew anything anything about bjj so i think most people if most people who don't know anything about bjj and they watch a bjj tournament it looks so boring it's like it's just like guys and geese rolling on the floor it looks so boring. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um but yeah um oh one one little thing i was going to talk about when you when you uh back when i was asking whether whether your school gave a speech therapy uh 
I, I most colleges, I, I believe most colleges offer like free, like mental, like mental, mental health help because students oftentimes get stressed and stuff like that. I, I'm pretty sure your school has that like mental health, like counseling, counseling. Yes, um, they do have general. Yeah. yeah, it's counseling and psychological services is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, most, most, most schools. Yeah, is like, most most colleges have mental health mm-hmm. help, but um, yeah, pro- but maybe, yeah, but yeah, schools probably don't have uh, help help with speech speech. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I okay, so right now you're majoring in psych. Um, so mm-hmm. why? Uh, so psych was psych you wanted to do before going to college or was it like you first went into college and, and, and then decided to do psych? Yeah. So I went into college, not wanting to do psych. I actually, my intended major was, so there's this major that my school offers. It's called um, philosophy, politics, and economics, PPE. And I thought that I might want to go to law school after college and that is a that's a good major for that you know because it's very interdisciplinary and it's pretty broad so it's you know it'll I I think a lot of people who want to go to law school after college have that as their major so I kind of went in with that and started taking some of the core courses and a couple of the courses you you actually had to take or I think you could, as part of the major, take one or two psychology classes. So I took social psychology to fulfill one of the core requirements for the PPE major. And I just really liked that class more than any of the philosophy classes, politics classes, or econ classes that I was taking. So I kind of so I kind of just explored psychology a little bit more and I took abnormal psychology and that was, I think, at the beginning of my, yeah, that was second, or I'm, I'm sorry, that, that, that was first semester sophomore year. And again, I just liked that class more than any of the other classes that I was taking. So I was like, why, why, why don't I just explore majoring in psychology um, instead of continuing with PPE, which is some, you know, which I just didn't really feel very enthusiastic about the classes. So that's kind of how it happened. And I just kind of kept taking more psych classes and decided by the end of sophomore year that this was going to be my major. And now I'm trying to think, or now that I'm a senior, now I'm obviously trying to look ahead and see, do I want to stay in psychology? Do I want to do something different? Because there are, psychology is a great major to have, even if you want to go into other things like business, you know, in terms of marketing things like that. So you don't have to, you know, it's not a degree or it's not a major in which you're really pigeonholed, which I think that was one of the things that I liked about it. So, um, but I, I do want to pursue grad school in psychology. So that's kind of the plan moving forward is to, so I'm going to take, so after I graduate in May, I'm sort of taking 
a gap year from school, you know, I'll still be doing other work. Um, and I'm trying to figure out like what exactly that gap year is going to look like in terms of, you know, maybe some travel, but, but definitely, uh, applying for graduate programs, which would start in fall 2022. So that's kind of where I am now is, you know, I have, it's crazy to think about, but I have only five more weeks of classes left. And then, you know, maybe a week and a half after classes end is when I graduate and then that's it. (laughs) So, you know, it's definitely in, it's definitely a unique time for me because I've never been in this position where I just don't really know what I'm going to be doing. You know, it was always just, you know, after eighth grade, it was, you know, well, you're obviously going to high school. And then after high school, you know, it's like, well, you're going to be going to college. And now it's just kind of um, uncharted territory to a certain extent. So, but yeah, to answer your question, I, I, I was very, I was very uncertain what, what I wanted to do when, when I came into school here Um, and just kind of, you know, through trial and error, just kind of wanted to keep myself open to a lot of different things, you know, by doing that, I, I just felt that psych was, uh, psych was what I, what interested me. And it's also, I think something that plays to my strengths in terms of just naturally wanting to be someone who helps others and also someone who likes having conversations and likes listening and I, and someone who's a good listener. Um, I think it just really played to my strengths and that's why I'm still interested in it. Yeah. During, during, uh, actually uh, freshman year, I sort of went through the same thing where I was majoring in something else. And then I, and uh, I, and (laughs) it's like, okay. So one day I, I was like, taking a shower in my dorm um my dorm shower or bathroom shower and mm-hmm. then I was like looking at the uh shampoo bottle and it was all, all this stuff listed all these crazy chemicals and I thought oh that's kind of interesting to learn about to learn about all these chemicals and how how the chemicals like like bond together or it, 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 interact together to make the shampoo and I thought oh maybe I want to do chemistry uh and um and then so I so I so I took some more chemistry but and I also took chemistry lab but then the I guess the the thing is the chemistry I think is for 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 me for me is fun for the theory like I I think I enjoy learning the theory but but the lab the lab felt totally different the lab to take so so much time i mean every the the for the lab class the lab the lab homework was due every um friday and so every thursday literally literally every thursday night i i would stay up till four like doing the homework and yeah is the lab was just really nuts and and uh, and uh, I and 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 then I decided to and then I I decided not to not to continue with <laughs> chemistry. Yeah. Um, I I also sort of went on an, on another tangent where I freshman year I sort of realized that I'm 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 actually better at like writing than math or uh, math and science. So mm-hmm. I thought, oh, maybe I want to major in English. And then I, and I, 
I, I, I took a weeder course. It's a weeder. Um, I don't know. I think most colleges have that term where it's like a, a very difficult course. Have you heard mm-hmm. that term like a weeder course where weeds people out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think they call a, it a weed out class. Yeah, yeah. weed out course. Yeah, so exactly. the, the, so the weeder course series is, um, it's a uh, three classes on, uh, e- 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 English, uh, British literature. It's like the first one is like, like starting with like, uh, Bill Wolf, Chaucer, mm-hmm. and other stuff, and then the next is like Vic, 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 Victor, Victorian era or something, and then and then next is like modern. And then so the so the so the so the first class I, I took it, the, the teacher was really great, but um, uh, I literally every essay I got a C. Like I I I mm-hmm. I. It was like confusing. I was like, I, I, I was trying my best to meet with the TA to make it better, and the TA kept giving me C, C's. I was like, oh, this, is, this is bad. Yeah. And then so, yeah. But, uh, but, 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 yeah. Then, then I, then I quit English. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, but still, like, I, I'm still a huge fan of writing. I, 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 I was able to make it on, on, on onto the college, the college newspaper. Um, and then, um, and I'm also still like a huge fan of chemistry. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm like kind of crazy. Like sometimes when I, when I go to like the, the thrift store, like thrift stores, like some thrift stores sell books and then like Mm -hmm. they'll sell like, like textbooks. So sometimes I'll see like chemistry books and I'll, I'll just buy it. Like, it seems like, it seems like a good, seems like a good book. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, So, so yeah. So you're, I mean, during the chatting, you're saying you're pretty sure you want to do a sport, sports, sports, psych, psychology, psychology. Yeah. So what's actually funny that you mentioned that you write for the, that, or, or that you wrote for your school newspaper, because I, I've actually been doing that too. Uh, that's actually one of the first things that I did when I got to college. Um, I wrote for the sports section of, of my school's newspaper. And that was, that that was a lot of fun because you know I played sports in high school and I knew that I wanted to be involved in sports in college but I just wasn't you know I just wasn't good enough to play here at Penn um you know at a D1 level but I knew that I still wanted to be involved somehow so that was for me kind of the next best thing (laughs) was you know if I'm not going to play why don't I just interview the players and like talk to the players and like write about the players. So anyway, that's kind of a tangent, but um, yeah. So then, you know, just like having this love for sports, um, I know I want that to be involved in whatever I do, you know, that it's always going to be a hobby. Um, But I think for me being interested in psychology and sports, there's, you know, there, there's definitely an opportunity to explore that more. And I think ideally what I would like to be doing is, you know, I guess 10 years down the road, have a private practice in which I work with the general population, you know, as a therapist, and then also working with professional organizations, you know, with 
professional sports organizations um, and working with the athletes, the coaches, you know, help, help, help helping them individually, but, the, but then also working on, you know, like team culture, how to build, um, how to build a, a, a successful program. And that's something that really interests me is, you know, the team aspect of sports. So, you know, my conception of that is obviously going to change, you know, as, as I get deeper into the field of psychology. Um, but that's kind of just like the general, like my general view of something that I would like to be doing down the road. Um, yeah, just because sports have, you know, since I was born pretty much, you know, with my family and uh, it's just always been a part of who I am. Uh, hmm. So, um, oh, oh yeah. I was going to ask, uh, so ha have you, uh, have you done any, uh, in, in, uh, in, in internships or anything like that for, for sport, sports psych psychology? Not with sports psychology in particular. It's interesting because so at Penn, um, there's not really a sport, you know, there's no one, you know, there's no professor really doing sports, like focusing on sports psychology. So a lot of the research experience that I've gotten has been related to clinical psychology. And I think that's pretty, that's pretty common, you know, most, um, you know, working in academia, that's the type of experience that you're going to get mostly. Um, so I've kind of just, you know, I've worked in a couple of research labs at, you know, here at school and um, I haven't, I haven't worked with a sports psychologist and that's something that, you know, I would definitely like to be doing is kind of honing in on, you know, what I want to do in terms of sports psychology. And that's something that I hope to be doing in grad school is, you know, applying to programs that kind of give me that opportunity to study both, you know, the, you know, just the general clinical side of psychology, and then also getting a more specialized, um, having a more specialized curriculum in terms of sports psychology. So that's definitely something that I'm looking for in grad school. So, so, um, so was it, uh, so yeah, like like growing up as a kid, you or uh, ever ever since ever since as a ever since as a kid, you loved sports, and it was uh, was it was it because was it was it because like your parent, your family, your parents really loved it, and then and then you started to like it too is that basically mm -hmm. what happened yeah yeah exactly it was pretty much just like um my family forced it upon me <laughs> and I'm glad that they did um but I remember I mean one of my first memories honestly was going to the USC Michigan football game because my parents so my mom went to USC for her undergrad my dad got his MBA at SC and I have an older brother who he didn't go to USC. He actually went to UT Austin, but 
we all grew up as huge sports fans. So one of my first memories was going to the, I believe it was the 2004 Rose Bowl. So I was, you know, four years old, I think, four or five years old when USC played Michigan. And that was my first college football game. And ever since then, we just like kept going and I loved it. And, you know, just grew up a huge USC football fan and grew up a big Laker fan, big Dodger fan as well. So it was just kind of like, I didn't really have a choice. Um, I mean, I did, but uh, it was just like, before I knew it, I mean, as a kid, I just went to all these games with my parents and um, I also started playing sports and I really enjoyed it. So, um, you know, and it's, and I'm lucky that I did enjoy it because it's something that's really important to my family as well. So I played baseball and football um, throughout my childhood and I played both those sports as well in high school. So that's, you know, so those were the two main sports. I played a little bit of basketball growing up as well, but stopped that pretty young. But yeah, so baseball and football were my main two sports to play. Um, and then, you know, like I said, just a big football fan, um, you know, and then just into LA sports. Cause that's where I was born and raised was Los Angeles outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, uh, for, so for, for, for some reason, uh, listening, you talk about that kind of reminded me how, uh, uh, it's kind of a tangent too, but it, it kind of is funny how like, um, uh, Snoop, Snoop, Dog, Snoop Dogg's son was going to play it's like a wide receiver he was going to play for UCLA football and I guess he was good mm-hmm. and then he didn't want to play anymore he wanted to do like film I, th- I don't mm-hmm. know I thought that was funny <laughs> like did, did, did you hear about that you probably I did, right? yeah I did hear <laughs> about that Um, because I, I do remember that he was yeah, well, yeah, yeah was he a wide receiver or yeah he was either a wide yeah. receiver or a DB yeah, yeah so he was wide receiver. Um, I kind of forgot what happened with him. I I actually remember more um, Diddy's son uh. who played at UCLA, and uh, yeah. you know the classic. Uh, I think it was a kettlebell. I think yeah, <laughs> Diddy. Um, for those who don't know the story, Diddy was upset that his son wasn't getting enough playing time. I think. Um, what I heard. Uh, I yeah. heard what it was happened? mostly it was mostly because one of the coacher coaches was yeah tr- tr- treating him poorly. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, so then he swung a kettlebell at, at yeah at, at, the, at that coach. coach, which you know I mean if he was mistreating his son, I mean that's a good dad. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just like you know celebrities sending their kids to USC and UCLA is definitely uh not uncommon although usc i can't really oh well um i think warren g's son i, I think that's his name <laughs> warren oh. G. Um, oh um why am i forgetting the player's name he uh <laughs> he was a corner for us okay i think he might have graduated but anyway yeah it's just uh USC and UCLA, I guess, have like competing celebrities sending their sons to school to play football. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I Diddy's son wasn't very tall. I remember he was 5'8. Mm. Oh, wow. um, I forgot what he 
played. I think he was corner, corner, corner back. Uh, but his son, I heard, was uh, pretty good. He's actually a pretty good player. He, yeah. no, he, he, uh, the, 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 the UCLA g- g- gave him a scholarship. So his Diddy son must have been really good for the college to give you a scholarship. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And people were protesting, you know, Diddy's so rich. Like people want, people were saying like his son shouldn't get a scholarship. And then so Diddy did give it back. But, you know, that, uh, it, I, I, that one, I, you know, his, his, his son earned it. I, I feel his son should have kept it if you wanted to at the same time. Diddy's rich, so I think it, it, it is the right thing for for them to give the money back. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, yeah, those saying those people saying, "Oh, his dad's rich, that's why he doesn't deserve it." That that's I, that kind of logic is kind of dumb. I, I think that logic is stupid. I mean, his his son was a good player, and he deserved to get a scholarship. That that's it. I, I understand why people were protesting it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think as long as you know he that didn't affect his role on the team, which it doesn't sound like it did. I think that's to me, what's most important, you know, cause the kid, um, you know, as long as he got a fair shot in terms of playing, um, I, I, I think that's most important. I mean, obviously you're going to, you know, there's, you're, you're going to be looked at differently as a celebrity's kid, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually nice to hear that, you know, he was able to compete still and that it didn't, I mean, well, maybe it was a distraction because literally <laughs> the, the only thing I knew about him was that his <laughs> dad, kettlebell. <laughs> like kettlebell, but um, I mean, that's just like the media, I guess, just like that's, you know, that's all I saw on like social media when it happened, I guess. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and it was UCLA. So it was just funny. <laughs> um, the, for the Snoop Dogg son, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Um, his his Snoop actually forced his son to play football because Snoop loves so- football so much. And I think it's cool that his son wanted, decided he felt like film was more important than football. I think it's cool mm-hmm. that his yeah, son decided to do film. <laughs> I do too. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not completely familiar with that story, but I know Snoop, I mean, like you're saying, is a huge football fan. I think he started his own. I think he started his own Pop Warner League, right? Yeah, right. Pop um, but that's cool that, you know, his son was able to just pursue what he wanted to pursue. And um, I don't know, Snoop seems, like, Snoop seems like a really cool guy. So I doubt <laughs> he was mad. Um, you, know, he was, he, you know, he was probably just like all love and, uh, you know. Um, and, then, and then plus yeah. Snoop is a huge SC fan. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's um. Wait, so yeah, because it was his son was at UCLA, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the weird thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> so his son sort of did two things. His son went to the his son went to the other school, and his son stopped playing football. <laughs> well, so maybe funny. it was better then that he stopped playing football because then Snoop wouldn't have to like root oh. for him, and then also not you know, and then also <laughs> like simultaneously root for USC. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um actually i have a funny question uh, uh why did you go to penn instead of sc <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a question i get um a lot from people who realize that uh you know i left the warm climate of southern california to come out to philadelphia but um yeah i i just wanted to have a different experience 
um, and kind of just, you know, try or just live in a different area for a little bit. You know, USC is so close to my house. It's, you know, probably 30 minute drive. Um, and when I, when I got into Penn, you know, I, I, I was able to visit it actually beforehand, um, you know, which was really cool because I got to just kind of see, I got to see the campus and, you know, just kind of feel the vibe and like feel how I would fit in. And I thought that it was a place that would really challenge me, not, not just academically, but also socially and kind of, you know, being able to get myself out there and meet new people. Whereas I feel like USC, I of course would have met a lot of new people, but there were a lot of people from my high school who were also going there. So I felt like, you know, this being able to go to Penn, um, I mean, that's just a really unique opportunity to go across the country and go to college. So I think that was really the main factor was just really just wanting to try something a little bit different than the experience at USC would have been. But I mean, I would have been lucky to go to USC as well. I mean, that's a great school. Um, so it wasn't, you know, I, it wasn't about me not wanting to go to USC as much as it was, you know, I just felt like I couldn't pass up this opportunity to go to Penn. Um, yeah, I, 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 I also like to ask people about, um, like, uh, if people, people who like live somewhere else from me, I usually like to ask how it is. So how, how is like Philly and Penn different from, uh, LA, LA? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's just like the thing about where I lived in LA, it was, you know, I lived in a suburb, so it wasn't you know, I was not, you know, I didn't live close to the city. I mean, you know, live maybe like 20 minute drive, but that's just kind of how LA is. It's so spread out. Um, so even though I was in LA County, it was, you know, pretty far removed from, from the city itself. But in terms of Philadelphia, um, well, first of all, these four years have flown by because I can't believe that it's been four years, but um, I've really, I've really enjoyed going to school here and I think that it became I got really comfortable here pretty quickly which was good um I think honestly the toughest part was was academically it you know it takes or well it took me a while to adjust to the difficulty of the classes even though I went to a pretty rigorous high school um but in terms of everything else I think that I mean, I like Philadelphia as a city. I, th- I think it gets, I think it gets a bad rap sometimes um, because it's kind of, you know, you know, it's close to New York and it's relatively close to Boston, I guess. And people, you know, talk about those cities a lot and for good reason. I mean, New York, there's no city like New York, but Philadelphia is kind of, you know, thrown under the bus sometimes in terms of, you know, especially when it comes to sports, people think of, you know, oh, like their sports fans are just like horrible or, or, or not horrible, but just like brutal and like every person's like that. And there definitely is like an edge to people in Philadelphia, like in general. Um, but it's been interesting being at Penn because there's a tendency to, for students, and, I, and I'm definitely included in this, there's a tendency for us to kind of stay in like what we call the Penn bubble. So, you know, from, I guess, our, our like campus boundaries from 33rd to 41st Street, like that, like eight, block 
radius um you know that's like our main campus and i think it's just easy to kind of like stay kind of like not even really explore other parts of philadelphia like center city so that's something that you know honestly in these next couple months when i'm here i want to do as much as i can you know obviously it's not you know living in li living during the pandemic right now it's not ideal in terms of being able to go out and do things but um i do kind of feel like sometimes I wish that I had explored more of the city, just gone out to more restaurants, stuff like that when I had the chance. Cause then I looked up, you know, halfway through junior year and, you know, the pandemic had started and it's just like, well, that's not as feasible now. But um, I mean, overall, I have had a great experience here. I have some amazing friends that I've met um, and really it's been a great place to be for, this period of time because like I said it's not very similar to where I lived before you know li living at home with my parents so I think it just allowed me to kind of just do things that I wouldn't have done if I had gone to school closer to uh, home you know or just meet people that I obviously wouldn't have met and I think just me being a, me, me being able to challenge myself like that has been really important um, and it's, and it's also not that cold here. Uh, I sometimes complain about the weather, but it's, you know, compared to like Boston or like the Midwest, like Philadelphia doesn't get too cold, um, even during the winter, but I still complain about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so for the, do, 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 um, do you ever wonder about like, um, uh, like, like, um, st stuttering in relation to doing sports psychology or sports psychology, or I guess just uh, pro providing psychological therapy in general. Do you think about like, are the uh, do you think about where you get worried that you'll like stutter and stuff when you provide th ther therapy? I, I think about that a lot. Um, I think about that yeah uh just because there's a misconception that people who stutter either aren't intelligent or don't or are uncertain of what they're trying to say or what they're trying to convey and as a therapist you know i mean like you said you know pro providing psychological services to people who need them it's important that as a therapist, you're seen as competent and you're seen as confident. And I think that is definitely a concern for me is, you know, can I, will I be able to stutter openly and still be seen as competent and confident by my patients? And so, yeah, that's definitely something that I think about. And even in sports psychology, I think, you know, even in, regard to sports psychology I think about it because it's like it's like when you're I mean I'm just imagining you know when I'm you know if I was speaking to to a to a professional athlete you know that in itself is intimidating um how am I going to navigate that with my stutter am I going to choose am I going to be covert and you know kind of just like pass as fluent as much as I can or am I just gonna 
stutter openly and just advertise my stutter and like how is that gonna work am i gonna do am i gonna advertise to certain people and not for others who i feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't work out if i advertised to those people like just all these different things in my head that i think about for the future um you know like i've just been saying mainly in terms of coming across as someone who knows what they're talking about and someone who's confident in themselves. I think, um, I, I think about that in regard to my stutter a lot. So, you know, it's still up in the air. It's like, I mean, as I'm saying, I'm still not sure how I want to approach that in terms of being open with my stutter. But I think these past couple of years of doing speech therapy has helped me realize that, okay, like maybe actually I can just stutter openly and still be seen as, confident and um you know but it's definitely easy to say but in the moment you know when it's like you're having a block it's not it's not easy to feel confident especially when the other person is unsure of what's happening or you know unsure that you have a stutter or if they didn't know that you had a stutter so yeah there are definitely a lot of different variables that you know play into that but i guess that's a long way of saying that yeah i yes i think about that in regard to my career a lot yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so, so you're a stuttering therapist. Is it? Is it sort of like she? She, she will. Um, she she will. She will provide you some tools to like stutter less, but at the same time, it's. Is it sort of like it's 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 a it's a it's very 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 rare to become 100% fluent um through therapy so is it sort of like she's telling you um you'll probably have stuttering your your whole life but i mean she'll she'll definitely provide you some tools but like like you shouldn't think like you'll be able to like totally get rid of your stutter is that like her is like that kind of like her her viewpoint that she's giving you well it's actually more like the the latter part of that it's 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 more we actually don't really we actually don't really focus on techniques per se that are going to make me more fluent because a lot of my issues are more like issues per se in terms of my stutter or just how I feel about my stutter and that was at least when I came in, that was the biggest thing. So we really focus on how am I approaching my stutter psychologically and emotionally. And we're kind of focused, like in terms of tools, the, the, the tools are more um, related to when I am in a situation in which I might stutter, how do I still come across as confident even while stuttering, as opposed to how do I try to not stutter? Cause at first that's what I thought we were going to work on Just you know, like how do I try to not stutter just at all costs? Like that, I mean, that's been like my whole life up to this point, pretty much is just trying to not stutter at all costs. But what Sarah and I have been working on is just shifting that to saying like, okay, like how do I come across or how do I not, not even like come across, but how, but how do I make myself feel as confident as possible while speaking? And that's probably, like you're saying, that's probably going to involve stuttering because it's not, for the most part, it's not something that 
is just going to go away. And I think, you know, I, at this point know that, you know, and I um, am sort of almost getting to a point, you know, it definitely fluctuates, but there are times where it's like, Hey, like maybe the fact that I stutter is kind of a blessing in disguise because, you know, I'm able to meet so many great people and it's just something that's just going to make me stronger. Um, You know, and that's, but at the same time, there are days where it's like, no, like this, really sucks like I wish I didn't stutter like I'm not gonna lie about that um but yeah in terms of like the tools that she that she has given me and that you know like we've worked on um it's mainly it mainly has to do with like I said just making myself feel as little distress as possible in a stuttering or just in any social or speaking situation yeah that that yeah that yeah that sounds yeah that sounds like a really good good take to yeah good take to do um uh so um okay so for the for the grad school grad school thing are you is it just masters or you you want to go all the way to phd (laughs) yeah so i would like to get i would like to get a doctorate so for psychology, there are a few different options that you can do in terms of going to a doctoral program. Um, so like you mentioned, one is the most common one is getting a PhD in psychology. So you could get a PhD in clinical psychology or counseling psychology. There are other types of psychology, like school psychology that you can do it in. Um, but for me, I'm looking at potentially either getting a PhD in clinical or counseling psychology, or there's another program, it's called a PsyD. So a PhD is a doctorate in philosophy. And, you know, you can get a PhD in a ton of different things. You, you know, you get a PhD in psychology, like I said, or you, you get a PhD in history, a PhD in whatever. But a PsyD is a doctorate of philosophy, or I'm I'm sorry, it's a doctorate of psychology. Um, and as the name suggests, that's, that's a, sp- a specific doctoral program for psychology. And the main difference between that and a PhD is that PsyDs tend to be, the training tends to be focused more toward clinical work and, as opposed to research. You know, so a lot of PhD programs, I know PENS, for example, is very, focused on research so like if you're a PhD student in the clinical psychology program at Penn a lot of what you're going to be doing is you know working on your dissertation working on research whereas PsyD programs they don't actually have you do a dissertation or you're doing research you you do still have to there's some sort of thesis I'm actually not quite familiar with like what the thesis is you know in terms of the details but in general that's the main difference is that the PhD in psychology has more to do with research, being focused on research, and there are different programs that folk that focus on different things. So that's, of course, a generalization. But um, whereas the PsyD, like I said, is more geared toward you know training you to be a clinician and a therapist. So for me, I am a bit more inclined to um 
you know, clinical to wanting to do clinical work as opposed to just being a researcher. And I think you can still definitely do that with PhD. You know, you'd still definitely get a PhD at a research heavy institution and still, you know, just work as a clinician. But I think PsyDs are more geared toward people who, you know, really just know that they want to do work, do more applied work um, as opposed to work as a researcher. So I'm still kind of, you know, I mean, it's still early days for me in terms of the, in, in terms of knowing exactly what types of programs I want to apply to. But um, yeah, that's kind of like, those are the three main, you know, the PhD in clinical and counseling psychology, and then the PsyD, those are the three main types of programs that I'm thinking about right now. Um, it's, it seems like, uh, most, most big, big name schools like Penn or USC only has like the, like the typical PhD in psychology, but for PsyD, Mm -hmm. I think you have to go to like a small private school, right? I think there, well, so the PsyD is just newer, first of all. So that's why it's, um, it's not as well known generally. And CIDs, so I think the thing about CIDs is some, there are some for-profit institutions where you can get a CID, and I guess those are, you know, those are sort of looked down upon by, you know, academics and people in the field of psychology, but there are some, but, but, but there are a lot of CID programs that are similar to PhD programs in terms of, you know, uh, they're through a university and it's, you know, a fairly small class size, but actually for CIDs, the class sizes or the, you know, uh, yeah, like the cohort sizes, I guess, tend to be a little bit bigger for CIDs on average than they do for PhD programs. And CID programs tend to have a higher acceptance rate than, you know, which makes sense given the numbers have a higher acceptance rate than most PhD programs. But of course, you know, there's variance in within each of the programs. Oh, okay. Um, but so for grad school, are, are, are you specific, specifically looking for a grad school that's good for, good for sports, sports psychology? Yeah, I would. I think ideally that, that would be the case. The thing is there aren't a whole lot that are, or, or you can get a PhD in you know, clinical or counseling psychology as well as sports psychology. One school is the, the University of North Texas, and that school seems to be kind of at, they have the best, like if that's what you want to do, sports psychology, that's really the school for you. So it's kind of, so you get a PhD in counseling psychology and you can focus, so it would be a PhD in counseling psychology with a focus on sp- sports psychology. I, I, I think there are three things that, that you can focus on within that counseling psychology degree. And one of them is sports psychology. So that I think is the main school that offers it. I know West Virginia has a similar program where you simultaneously, I think, get a master's in counseling psychology and a PhD in sports psychology, or or it might be the other way around. And then I know there's at least one other school that has that similar framework. Um, So that's the thing. It's, I'm not sure if, I think ideally I would like to go to school like University of North Texas, but that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily a 
some, something that I need to do just because there are so few of those schools, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, cool. Um, so usually in um, podcasts, I, yeah, you, <laughs> usually I start off with like ser- serious stuff. I talk about stuttering and then the person's like career or <laughs> whatever. But mm. I also like to ask about, yeah, like yeah. Ho- ho- hobbies. Like, okay, yeah. You, um, yeah, we talked a lot about <laughs> online that you've, uh, you watch MMA. What, uh, what, when when did you start watching yeah so i really started watching on my own in let's see that was sophomore year of college so like exactly like pretty much exactly two years ago like towards the end of my sophomore year of college um and because i i think i'd watched a couple fights with my dad like kind of like maybe in high school but like what like really wasn't into the UFC or into MMA, um, you know, as like a fan, but I, I like, I don't even know why, but I watched, I just started watching this one UFC fight, um, like on my laptop and just like in my room. And like, there's this guy or there's this fighter who was, you know, on, who was on the card and his name is Khalil Roundtree Jr. Mm -hmm. and he and he was fighting eric anders and khalil had this style which i you know it came to learn as muay thai that that he used and i just thought he was so his striking was so like it just looked so uh fluid and so technically sound and he just put on a clinic in terms of just (laughs) you, you know in terms of leg kicks and in terms of I mean, he didn't actually end up knocking out Eric Anders, which is crazy because, I mean, he just dominated the fight. So I don't know why, but I, after that, I was like, okay, I, I, I want to learn how to strike like that, you know? Or, I mean, obviously I'm not going to be that high level, but, you know, and then I heard <laughs> Joe Rogan and I think John Anik uh, talking about, you know, like that's classic Muay Thai style. So I was like, okay, what is this like Muay Thai thing? Um, and I found a gym like really close to my house here in Philly. And that summer I ended up going and starting Muay Thai there for a few months, but yeah, so that kind of, so after watching Khalil's fight, that kind of, um, made me want to watch just more MMA and I just, you know, learned more. I later on learned more about BJJ, like I mentioned, um, and just kind of got to know the personalities in the sport as well. And, you know, I'm still like a relatively casual fan in terms of, you know, I'm not, I'm not watching every weekend. Um, you know, I try, I mean, I hear about what happens every weekend pretty much. Um, but I know, you know, especially compared to you, you know, watching every single, the ultimate fighter series, um, (laughs) you know, it's just like, I'm still so new to the sport that, I still don't, you know, I don't know much of the history, uh, but I think it's just, I mean, it's quickly become one of my favorite sports to watch because it's just so high stakes. (laughs) Um, And, you know, the different styles of, you know, seeing guys, 
fight. I mean, I guess, you know, like last night's a good example of, you know, Francis versus Stipe, you know, two years ago or whenever they last fought, you know, Stipe just was able to take him down and hold him down there, even though Francis is so dangerous, uh, striking. And then last night it was just like a complete reversal of that, you know, Stipe couldn't take him down and Francis knocked him out. So it was just like things like that, you know, like the rivalries within the sport, I really enjoy. Um, and then I started doing Muay Thai, like I said, that summer between my sophomore and junior year, which was actually the same summer that I started going to speech therapy. And then I went to that for a few months and then kind of stopped going. And then like a little bit after I stopped going because of school, I just didn't really have much time. A little bit after that, kind of like that next fall, there was a fire in the gym actually. And, um, you know, the gym, you know, the gym, I mean, no one was injured or no, no one was building at the time. This was overnight, but, um, you know, the gym was completely destroyed having to move somewhere else. And, you know, obviously just like, like, like really devastating and all the equipment was destroyed. So anyway, the reason I bring this up is because I, um, they started to go fund me, you know, for their new gym to get new equipment and stuff. And I sent it out to a few people and I was, for some reason, I, I don't know what it compelled me to do this, but I wanted to DM Khalil Roundtree and send it to him because I know that he's, you know, big into Muay Thai. He moved to Thailand and just wanted to, I didn't expect him to respond or anything, but I actually made, so I didn't have, I didn't even have an Instagram account at the time. I do now, but I made an Instagram for that sole purpose of like DMing him. So it's just like, I made it. I have zero followers, no profile picture. And I DM him. I'm, you know, I explain what I just explained in terms of our gym burning down and us starting, starting a GoFundMe. And I pretty much just left it as like, Hey, you know, no worries if, you know, you can't like, I wasn't even expecting him to donate. I just kind of wanted to like, see if he would even respond. And he did. And he was like, Hey man, like, I'm really sorry to hear about this. I love that you're starting Muay Thai. Um, you know, uh, uh, like I'm honored that you're a fan of mine and, you know, I'll, I'll send this out to some people and, you know, who knows if he did, but um, it was just like, just to be able to get that response from a guy who like, you know, is not very well known uh, overall in the UFC, um, but just a guy who, you know, I, he was like kind of the reason I even started watching MMA, which is like random because it's like, usually you would think of, oh, like John Jones is the reason I started or, you know, Conor McGregor is, but it was like, no, this guy, Khalil Roundtree. Um, and then I heard his story on, you know, when he went on Joe Rogan and, you know, he's also from the Los Angeles area and just actually at around my age started getting serious about MMA because he was, he was in a band and he was traveling and he was just really not in a great place in terms of both physically and mentally. And, you know, he was chain smoking and uh, just eating like really, really poorly. And I think he said he was like probably like 300 plus pounds and he was just like his, like his, his life was in shambles pretty much. And then he kind of just committed to, getting into MMA, not even to compete, just to like get his life back in order. He thought that that would help. And then just before he knew it, he was just, you know, he kept 
you know, just winning and um, any sign of the UFC. And so anyway, uh, he is kind of the reason that I started watching UFC and started doing Muay Thai, which, you know, learning about Muay Thai led me to BJJ. And then that's kind of where I am now. You know, I want to start BJJ again, hopefully soon, hopefully this summer when I, you know, when it's, uh, you know, when more gyms are open. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much the story of how I got into UFC and then, you know, how I, uh, started doing Muay Thai myself. Uh, Right. It was Khalil Roundtree was talking to Joe Rogan. Khalil was the one who was like 300 pounds and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was his story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now he's so like ripped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he fights at uh, light heavyweight and he's just, oh oh my God. Like, (laughs) I mean, he is just so powerful. Um, Like that Eric Anders fight, like I said, was just, I mean, like I like, I was just as impressed by Eric Anders. Just he ate so many calf kicks um, <laughs> and he was still sta- like that. Like he's insane. I mean, both those guys are, but um, I, I watched that fight and I was like, I need to watch more of this kind of stuff. And yeah, I have. <laughs> um, mo- I, I, I mostly, I, I mostly, I mostly watch UFC from a, a tech Tech, technical technical mm. aspect i i really enjoy watching the bjj i, I really enjoy watching actually the guy on the bottom like the guy on his back mm. and there's a guy on top and i'm always wondering oh it's it's probably really scary to be on your back how uh, how are you going to protect your face i'm always wondering mm. uh yeah i'm 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 always watching the guy on his back and seeing what he does with his hands or other things to protect his face and try to get out of it and, and everything. And so I think this is true for any sport where, where, where you're, where you're really into the te- technical aspect where you get really uh, in, engrossed. Um, like, I don't know, basketball, people who love basketball, who love the technical aspect of basketball mm-hmm. to get really engrossed. And you're, it's, you, you're, it's, it's, it's like your, your mind, like to travel, like travel, like tra- travels to a different world for like several minutes while you're, while you're watching the, the yeah. fight or, 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 yeah, or the sporting thing. Uh, so like now do you, do you follow MMA mostly because you like, you watch it for the, for the, t- technical aspect or is is there a different reason or both or yeah I, th- I think um it's honestly mostly for just like the storylines I guess uh I do watch <laughs> it you know I ha- so when when I started watching it I had no idea about like anything in terms of like technically for striking or for BJJ when I started doing a little bit of Muay Thai and then when I started doing BJJ again, I I mean, I only did three weeks of BJJ, which is, you know, obviously very little, but just even the stuff that I learned in those three weeks and like watching some videos, I now have a greater, I now have a greater appreciation for like, you're saying what the, what, what, what the guy in the bottom is doing for the technical aspect, even just like really simple stuff that I didn't know 
or that I didn't even like know to watch for just, you know, like guys trying to pass guard and stuff like that. Um, and just the different types of control that you can have on the ground. Um, so I still, I mean, I'm still watching mostly, you know, I still just don't have a particularly high, uh, like MMA intelligence in, in, in terms of like knowing what to watch for. Um, so I watch it just mostly, I guess, for the drama of it, um, you know, just in terms of, I mean, the thing that I love about it is the fight can end at any second. You never know when it's going to end. It's such a unique sport in that way. Pretty much every other sport that I watch or most other sports in general, you know, you kind of know, you can kind of like relax a little bit at times, you know, in like football games, if it's the fourth quarter, fourth down, you know, that's the play. But like, you know, it's like, gonna end or like somebody's gonna win like right there uh mma it's like this fight could end in 30 seconds or this fight could end in 25 minutes um and you just like never know what's going to happen and i think that to me is why i think it's so appealing and um also i've gotten to know like i mentioned before i've gotten to know you know just some of the personalities in the sport um you know not just like mcgregor but just like watching like izzy fight you know like what watching him fight Jan um a couple weeks ago just like i've become an izzy fan just because you know he's such a he's such a flashy you know just like charismatic guy and like i like really like that about him um you know and he obviously challenged himself by going up to light heavyweight so it's just like those are the kinds of things that interest me you know the beef between the fighters you know i was a little like i was too or not too young but i just wasn't into mma when the john jones dc um rivalry was like really a thing um but then at the same time or a few years later the stipe and dc trilogy like i kind of got into mma you know like at that time um you know obviously that's not as big of a personal rivalry as the jones the Cormier one, but um, I don't know. So like just watching, you know, just kind of getting to know or like feeling like I'm getting to know the fighters on a personal level. That's something that I really like about it too. Oh, okay. And um, yeah. And you're like super into football and basketball. So you're, so yeah. So you're probably always following like, like a college and pro football and basketball, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's funny because pro for the longest time, you know, LA didn't have a team when I was growing up. Um, so I didn't, I, I never really had a pro team. I, I always just watched for, you know, when, when, when I got into high school, especially and started doing fantasy football with my friends, I just would watch for my fantasy football players. <laughs> um, but I just, uh, really college football is my, is, um, my favorite sport, I think. Um, I think I like it even now that the Rams are here in LA and I, you know, I root for them. I just don't have that, that history of rooting for them. Like I do USC and even beyond USC, I just love watching the college football playoff. Like, like I, like I would take that. I would, I, I would take watching that over watching the NFL playoffs. Um, not that you have to choose because, <laughs> but um, I just think college football is, so compelling because you can't 
you can hardly afford to lose a game. Um, that's the thing that I don't really, that kind of turns me off a little bit about the NBA and about definitely the MLB. Um, they're just like different types of sports. So it's, you know, I'm not suggesting that the NBA should only be playing like 14 games a season. It, it, it's just a different type of sport, but you know, the NBA, you can lose like three straight games and like, you're probably still fine. Like, I mean, like the Lakers have lost, I think four in a row now, but like, and that's, you know, cause LeBron and AD are out, but um, it, it's like, there's not as much of a sense of urgency. Whereas with pro football um, and then definitely with college football, like you cannot, like you can't afford to lose a game. You can maybe, if you're, if you're a power five school, you can afford to maybe lose one game. Um. But I think that is what makes it compelling to me is just like every single game is so high stakes. Whereas in the NBA and the MLB, as much as I love watching the Lakers and the Dodgers, um, it's just harder to stay into that when it's like, like just, it's just the case that not every game really seems to matter a lot of times. Yeah. That's actually pretty rare to prefer to prefer college over pro because most people i meet yeah are into pro yeah. rather than college <laughs> yeah i mean i i mean i still love pro football like like and i know that i just said that about you know me preferring the college football playoff over the pro playoffs but i, I mean they're like it's like 1a and 1b it's i mean they're i mean professional or, or um the the nfl is still definitely by the time it comes to playoffs i'm still really into it regardless of who's in it um but yeah yeah I mean I think I I think again it's just you know growing up a USC fan USC was the pro football team when I was little um they were that that was the show in town and you know especially during the Reggie Bush Matt Liner Lendell White days you know I was young but I can still kind of kind of remember those days you know those mid-2000s uh teams you know that that was that was the pro team yeah um yeah kind of uh speaking about college playoff and stuff it was actually during a the um 20 2018 2018 college football final between alabama and georgia uh i i i i i was in whole foods and I ran into um, Scott Coker, who's the president of Bellator. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were, <laughs> I think you texted me about that. Or, or you, uh, yeah. you know, when, yeah, when we were talking, you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was crazy. Um, yeah, because Whole Foods, yeah. uh, that Whole Foods has a bar where you can sit, you can, you can buy, there's a bar with beer. You can buy beer and watch TV. And so, he was there, but I, I, yeah, so he was sitting there, but at first I uh, didn't know it was him. Uh, mm-hmm. Like his, his face looked familiar. And then I was like, yeah. his face looks familiar. And then I saw he had a Bellator lanyard around his neck. Mm. I was like, oh crap. It, it, yeah, it probably is Scott Coker. Oh no. And then, um, and then so for like 30 minutes, I, I was just like, sitting there like watching him i i i, <laughs> I, I yeah I, I didn't know whether whether i 
wanted to go up to him. And if I, if I, if I, if I finally I did, and he was a little bit scared at first. I, I, I was like, "Hey, are, are you Scott Coker?" And then he like, and then he, and then he, and and and, and, and then he pulled back. He looked like kind of scared. Oh, really? And then, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm just a really big MMA fan." And and da da da. And then, and 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 then after that, he was like, he was like nice, or he was yeah. nice. And so most fighters say he's he's like a really nice guy and stuff. Mm. Um. Very different from Dana White. (laughs) 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 Um, But at the same time, it was really awkward. He was... Um, so it was like the second half of the game. I was just sitting near him and it was, mm-hmm. and he was, he was trying to make conversation and, uh, but it was just like really awkward. It was probably because, uh, maybe he's either, I don't know, probably a couple of things. Maybe he like was just planning to be on his own. So he didn't really plan on talking to someone or maybe mm-hmm. he's just awkward like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, he might have been caught off guard, um, you know, because I mean, like a lot of people know who Dana White is and, you know, like oh, yeah. I'd say like as a relatively casual fan myself, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I probably wouldn't recognize Scott Coker just out of the blue or you know, just in like a random context, but uh, Dana, you know, is obviously different, but yeah, he was probably just like, oh, wow. Like, well, I was also really thinking. <laughs> I was also thinking because maybe because he's rich, he's a rich guy, mm. a very very successful MMA. Usually, uh, rich people are kind of like le- leery, leery of strangers because like mm. they don't want yeah. to get robbed or whatever. I don't know. Maybe that was one of the things. I don't know. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe sometimes what happens is instead of you saying, "Hey, are you Scott Coker?" and then him saying, "Yeah," and then you saying, "I'm a big fan," it's like, "Hey." Harry Scott Coker, yeah, it's like, oh, screw you or whatever, <laughs> you know, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, he, yeah, Scott, Scott was Scott Coker was trying to make small talk. He was asking, oh, ha- have you have you ever been to a fight? I said no, because most people say sitting on the floor is best, but sitting on the floor costs like. Five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then he said, "Well, actually, at the at the sharks, the shark sharks, um, the sharks sharks, um, the sharks arena in San Jose, mm-hmm. uh, which is near me, uh, he actually said that the best seats are actually like the third the third row on the on the bleach ble- 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 bleachers, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh, really? And then so, um, yeah, and then so actually, a couple of months later, they're 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 there, there was a fight in San Jose, um, Bellator between uh, between Roy, Roy, Roy McDonald and um, mm-hmm. uh, Musasi. I'm not sure if you don't uh, if you know who these people are. I know Roy uh, McDonald. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the other guy. Yeah, Musasi. Um, and yeah, the the third row is a lot cheaper. The third row is about. Uh, a little bit over a little bit over a hundred dollars, but then with all the fees, it's like a hundred 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 thirty dollars. Yeah, uh, but but still, but still, that's that's cheaper than dollars. So were the seats good? Like in your opinion, is he correct? Um, probably because the the, the third row is is pr- pretty is pr- pr- pretty pretty close to the floor, mm-hmm. and um, but. I 
based on that experience, I probably wouldn't want to go to any more fights. The weird thing is the the uh, the light lights lights over the ring is like super bright they're so bright that there's like um you know how super bright light when the light's super bright that there's like dust in the air that you can see mm-hmm. you can actually see the dust and there was <sighs> like it was like the lights were so bright there was dust in the air it was actually kind of hard to see the fight because there's like dust wow it was like bright light and dust <laughs> so th- i'm i'm Probably not. And then the UFC is probably the same. I'm, I'm guessing that, yeah, the lights are probably super bright. So I'm yeah, probably not going to go to any more fights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah, I've been to one. So I was telling you about this. Oh, but, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to yeah. Neo Church Cormier too. Um, Ooh, that, was, wow. that, that was a great fight. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, that was a great car. God, that card was insane. Um, oh. At least the last three fights because it was the third or the um what was the third to last fight it, it was um oh yeah it was nate diaz and um oh my god what's his name sergio uh sergio um oh, pettis, oh, or, pettis. yeah yeah pettis um yeah pettis yeah yeah so and then diaz diaz dominated that fight um and he had a pretty like he had like an expletive filled rant at uh (laughs) during you know when like joe rogan interviewed him which was awesome like the crowd is like going crazy like all these like drunk people just like all around us just like screaming um so that was insane and like we like we were like we probably had like the worst seat in the house you know it was like that's an expensive fight to go to you know as it is so we were just like upper deck, you know, top level, but like, we didn't care. It was like me and my friend, we, uh, we just wanted to be there for like the environment. And then the co-main event was Paulo, was Paulo Costa and Yoel Romero. And that was a cool, that, I mean, that was an amazing fight that went the distance. Um, and the judges gave it to Costa, which, you know, people were, really really upset about um at least around <laughs> us because you know i mean they love yoel but um you know and then the main event was dc and Stipe and dc those first two rounds he oh god he looks so good like he just i think in both rounds he took down Stipe and just like was able to like hold him down there i i, I think it was either the first or second round he just like completely just like body slammed him um and then third round Stipe just made an adjustment and just like went to the body like over and over again. And then fourth round, it just like paid off. And then DC, I mean, he just, uh, or Steve, Steve Bay knocked him out, but, um, that was such a fun fight, even though. Yeah, Pillow, you know, yeah. Pillow Costa's physique is like so perfect and amazing. It's like <laughs> one of those physiques is like, is he taking, is he taking st- steroids? Well, is yeah. And same with Yoel too. Well, that's Yoel, the thing. Oh. <laughs> I, I think people were, calling that fight like like the uh steroid showdown or like something like that it was like you know these two guys who just like look like complete like gods yeah um, and they were slugging it out that was an insane fight um because then wait yeah 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 because then um it was after that that yoel fought well they both fought Izzy and lost, but Yoel's fight with Izzy, I don't know if you remember this, but this was 
Uh, I mean, that was a horrible fight. Um, <laughs> and then Paulo got like dominated by Izzy, and like I think either the first or like the second round, he got knocked out. But anyway, um, yeah, no, that fight was amazing. The Costa Romero fight. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's like the only, yeah, so that's the only UFC fight that I've been to. Um, but it was so much fun just for, you know, just for the environment, even though it was hard to see, it was still, you, you could still watch on the Jumbotron, um, yeah. and just like the, like the energy was, was, was pretty insane. Yeah. The Jumbotron thing reminds me of, I, I, uh, for Dave, Dave Matthews band, I, I, I've been to one concert only and, uh, I, 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 I was on the grass, the grass is like mm-hmm. in the back, um, and my, my friend said to, so the grass is raised and th- there's like um, bars in the front. So people don't like fall, like fall, like mm-hmm. fall down and like, like, yeah. And like, and like, and get hurt because the grass is raised. And then my, 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 my friend said, don't, don't, don't stand at the bars because there's like speakers there and they hurt your ears. Uh, but the thing is like during mm-hmm. the concert, the people, all the people are standing so everybody at the front mm. bars are standing and it's really hard to see if i'm sitting behind them i was so i was so mad and like there i mean the, yeah the concert had jumbotron but it's i i i i i, I would rather i i rather wanted to like just watch the stage with my own eyes rather than jumbotron mm. i was pretty mad <laughs> yeah but, uh, it's anyway. always, yeah it's kind of yeah it's like i feel like with concerts especially well i mean even if you're on the ground you you just never know like how good the view is going to be you know unless you've been there before (laughs) um but the the that ufc fight where the lights the lights over the ring were they really did they seem super bright (laughs) oh yeah they were um wow great (laughs) yeah they were really bright i mean we were (laughs) well it's funny because yeah like like we were too far away to see any dust but um, <laughs> so actually maybe that was a good thing that 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 we were in the nosebleeds um but yeah it was like and i mean the octagon it just was so small like like it's just like you you don't even realize or at least i didn't realize how small it was compared to the rest of the stadium or oh. the rest of the arena and actually it's funny because they've made it even smaller uh it's like 30 percent smaller um at least for oh. some fights i think they might have done that permanently i don't know if yeah <laughs> yeah um but anyway yeah it was just like everyone's like watching this like you know i don't know like how many square feet it is but just like not very big octagon you know just like right in the center and it's like tiny um but again it was still i mean like the camera work has gotten so good that you can still get a pretty full experience um even oh. if you're watching from the jumbotron <laughs> yeah um Okay, so I'm I'm wondering, do do you do you have any hobbies besides like <laughs> MMA and and the f- f- football and, and b- b- basketball? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, th- yeah, those are uh, those do make up a lot of my time, you know, my like, leisure time. But um, yeah, I'm I'm also into comedy, so I love watching oh. stand up oh comedy. Um, and it's funny because I actually want to start doing stand-up comedy. Oh, funny. Um, you know, which is, you know, as a person who stutters, it's obviously a tough thing to do. Um, <laughs> but that is, 
you know, something that I want to do kind of make that kind of like make that more of a hobby, um, you know, in the future. Um, so there's like, that. Why, then, why, why, how, how, why, 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 why do you, why do you want to do stand up comedy? I just feel like it would be so fun. And I feel like the ability to just make a whole crowd laugh by just speaking like no you know for the most part you know like no props um i think that's just like so impressive and i think that um you know comedians i just have a lot of respect for stand-up comics um and it's something that you know i just i just want to try out you know i just want to i just want to do it i just feel like i'll regret it if i don't do it and like try it out and just like kind of see how it works with my stutter you know, it's just kind of like another challenge that, you know, definitely like the first time I do, well, probably, you know, whenever I do it, um, you know, I'll definitely be really, really nervous just because speaking in, you know, social situations in general, especially in front of, you know, any sort of crowd has just throughout my life been anxiety provoking. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, yeah, it's just, I think I just really, I, I, I mean, I like watching it, and then I also just think it would be a lot of fun and kind of another challenge. Um, uh, yeah, I see Brendan Brendan Schaub, who uh, he do you know him? He, he's yeah. on he's like yeah, Joe Rogan's friend. Yeah, um, yeah. Brendan Schaub does his his stand. He's actually really funny. His stand up is really is good. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I've actually never seen his stand up. I always see him on Rogan, um, and there's just like a running joke that like he <laughs> always agrees with whatever Joe says. <laughs> so i don't know if you're like familiar with like this these like jokes um <laughs> but it's like brendan shaw will say like oh i think i think uh i don't know i'm trying to think yeah like i think steve is gonna win the fight joe's like oh no i i'm like taking francis all the way and then shaw's like oh yeah you're right i think francis is gonna knock <laughs> right. first round <laughs> so um, just like like that's like literally like the only context in which i see shaw um but yeah y'all 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 have to um watch i'll have to watch some of his stand-up um yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I i sort of feel the same way which is why i was surprised that his stand-up is so good because yeah typically with the uh joe and brendan and uh and the other friends um yeah yeah usually i'm uh i'll just uh i it's basically i'll say um i'm 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 the least interested in brendan's opinion <laughs> like i don't know yeah. like it's just like yeah it's sort of like all this it, well, to me all of his comments don't really seem that very like novel like i don't really i don't really get anything out of his comments like you know oh well <laughs> yeah i kind of get that i love i mean i love when joe has on um bert you know like bert kreischer tom segura and Ari shafir i think those three guys well i guess like those four guys when joe's you know, when they're all with Joe, I mean, like, they're just so funny. Um, like, I mean, like Tom Segura, who, you know, yeah. in terms of like the mainstream, like, I mean, like, you know, there are a lot of people who don't know him who are like stand-up fans. Like, I, 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 I think he's so funny. I think he, yeah. I mean, he, like, he honestly, 
might be my favorite comedian right now oh. um, <laughs> I don't know a lot about like what it is about him but he's just like like he'll he just like never fails to make me laugh um or, like yeah he's, yeah he's yeah. also a really a really good speaker like he's a his speech is very like fluid I don't know I I think he's a really good speaker when he's on stage like yeah <laughs> yeah he's just like yeah no he is a good speaker um yeah. and it's just like kind of like a like a funny storyteller as well because of that you know he's just um I mean obviously like you know very like crude humor but uh <laughs> yeah I mean he definitely does it well <laughs> Um, yeah, Ari Ar, 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 Schaefer is funny too. Um, so, uh, which which other co- comics do you do you, do you, uh, do you like? Yeah, so I like Bill Burr a lot. Uh, oh my god! Okay, so you know you're talking about Philly. Do you know about his? Oh Philly yeah, the yeah so the bad. Philly rant. Yeah. Oh my! It's so bad. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> so um, bad. <laughs> like the best thing about that. I, I mean, like this might be obvious, but the thing that makes that video so great is um it's like true. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it's true. But the fans, you know, the reason he started doing the rant was because they were booing him like yeah. relentlessly. But then he actually, by the end of the rant, got them to start cheering for him yeah because his roast of the his entire roast. city was so good that they just like had to appreciate it um that was so funny um i also saw him at the well i i saw that video recently of him at the grammys um oh. which was i don't know why you would have bill burr like do that for you like announce like well, first of all, announce like any sort of award and then <laughs> announce an award in which like he could potentially butcher the names, and, like make jokes. Yeah. Um, it's just like that, like lack of awareness of, you know, whoever like booked him for like that segment of the Grammys is just like, you couldn't have seen this coming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, Bill, Bill, and then who, uh, uh, who, who else do, do you like? <laughs> um, so I never know whether to bring this up, but I feel like it's the truth and uh, is Louis C.K. Um, oh. <laughs> I just think like his, um, yeah, I mean, his standup itself, I think is amazing. Um, you know, obviously like the thing, you know, he's like gotten into some trouble in the past few years. Um, uh-huh. But I think, yeah, I think he kind of, is one of the guys that I really started watching like early on, like, or I guess like when I started watching stand-up, like he was the guy that I kind of like started watching a lot of. So it was like him, um, you know, of course a lot of mainstream guys like Dave Chappelle, I've watched his stuff. Um, and then just trying to think of others, I, I guess guys that I've got, well, actually it's funny because I, more recently i mean i know he's older but but norm mcdonald i think is really really funny oh uh, he has some great bits oh my um, god yeah it, yeah um oh there was a crazy day okay so i so i uh there's a i think it was uh 2019 or 2018 uh i think uh 2018 mm-hmm. i i i i had gone to um levi stadium that's the 49er stadium mm-hmm. yeah and i was watching um I was watching like a friendly pro 
soccer match between uh, Barcelona and uh, an Italian team. And um, yeah, but Barcelona is so good. I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how much soccer you watch, but they were like levels above in terms of their ball control. Like, like someone, a Barcelona guy would pass it to a guy and the guy would just use like one movement, like the single movement to stop the ball and then kick the ball. Mm-hmm. Like it, it seems so hard. Like if it, it, it's, it's like if someone kicks the ball to you um, to, to have that kind of control with your foot, to just use like a one single movement to sort of like catch the ball with your foot and stop it. And then, and then like proceed to kick mm-hmm. it. It's sort of like tennis um, uh, tennis players. Oh, if you're pretty good with the racket, you can like, kind of bounce the ball up with your racket and then like kind of ca- catch the ball with your racket and the ball doesn't move. Like when you catch it, it's sort of, it's sort of the same thing, but anyway, <laughs> um, that was a crazy day because that night I was going to watch Norm, Norm McDonald with, um, some, like, uh, some friends, uh, and basically, so for that soccer match, I, 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 I had, I had parked, um, I had parked kind of, uh, far away because I, I parked at a light rail, a light rail parking lot to take the light rail to the Levi Stadium. The thing is, after the game, there were so many people lined up for light rail. It was like there's so many people. So I decided to take Uber. I thought it would be faster. But the thing is, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Levi's was really strict and they wouldn't let you call an Uber nearby. You had to walk like so far mm-hmm. to like some yeah. special Uber station that's like, like so far away and then and then finally i found like an area after such a long time i called the uber and it was, it was really hard for the uber to get to me because there's just so yeah so much craziness of people leaving the soccer match i i i, I was getting so worried because yeah that night i was supposed to go to to the comedy place to watch norm mcdonald i was worried wow. i wouldn't i wouldn't get there yeah and if, yeah finally uh, so i paid this expensive uber ride. it was like I, I paid like $30 just to get a ride to my car. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Those stadiums uh, are so pain. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then, yeah, sang? I went to, yeah. And then, yeah, we saw Norm MacDonald. Um, my friends hated it. My friends left. Really? My friend, my friends ditched me. <laughs> oh. My, my friends like halfway through, they said, this guy sucks. And they ditched me. And, but yeah, but he, he had one joke that was really funny. It's a dirty joke. So I'm not able to say it, <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, Norm, Norm McDonald's funny. I don't know when you mentioned him, it just reminded me. Of, yeah. yeah it was a really crazy day. <laughs> He's so funny. Um, <laughs> oh my honestly, God. Like, even no, some of the things. Mean, Sorry, have you heard he had a joke about um <laughs> he had a joke about Tiger Woods? Did you hear yes. his Tiger Woods joke? I was just about thinking about that. Tiger one. Woods is the most faithful faithful man in America. Yeah, <laughs> Did well, you hear that? <laughs> I think uh I, I thought it was was that the one where he was just like pretty much he was saying like what did you expect from him like well, he, yeah, he was saying that maybe maybe that was a different joke, but he was doing like basically like this huge math problem. He was saying how like the typical guy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I, He's doing, yeah, like, I math problem, remember right? like this generally, but like, what was it? He was like calculating like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he was saying how like the typical guy, maybe in your whole life, maybe two like two women will throw themselves at you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right. so 
and then oh, but then tiger there's like millions millions <laughs> yeah there's like thousands of women throwing him like oh no no there's like millions of women throwing themselves at him but he only like you know cheated on his wife only a couple hundred times or whatever so <laughs> yeah 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 calculation a <laughs> uh, couple hundred divided by a million is point zero 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 yeah like, he's basically the most faithful man in america that's kind of a you know maybe not appropriate for this podcast but it's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> no but i do actually remember that one now yeah it's like yeah. <laughs> in terms of the percentage yeah. like he <laughs> left with so few people who wanted to sleep with him yeah, like, <laughs> the only way that you can describe him is as like a really really faithful He's husband so and terrible. family man yeah <laughs> yeah yeah norm mcdonald um are there any other comics that you like <laughs> um yeah i'm trying to think of people that i've i i think the yeah the guys that i mentioned are like well yeah i mean i've seen a little bit of like old chris rock i guess which is oh yeah like, he's, I mean, he's hilarious um in terms of other stand-ups um i've watched a little bit of john mulaney i know he's yeah he yeah he's he's funny really he, big uh, my, i think my i'm favorite. less of a fan of oh. him than i am like than like like i mean he has like a cult following i feel like um <laughs> like i think he's good i i just uh i don't know I just don't like I wouldn't consider myself to be like a huge fan. I think um yeah. <laughs> my my favorite joke is uh his joke about uh, I I I iced tea. Do you know that one? I don't think so, no. Oh, uh, it's pretty hard for me to do it, but he's iced tea was on uh the TV the famous the popular TV show Law, Law and Order. Law and mm. Order and he plays a cop and then he's just sort of how saying like iced tea like he's supposed to play this detective but he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I just go on YouTube funny. and find it. Yeah, really yeah. Funny. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, Jim Gaffigan, too. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the cool thing about him is, like, you know, he's known as, like, the clean comedian. But, like, he's a funny guy. Like, like that's the thing. It's, like, all these guys that I'm mentioning are, like, you know, pretty, like, dirty, dirty. <laughs> comics. But, like, I think Jim Gaffigan, like, he does a really, like, he's just a really funny guy. Um, and yeah. he's able to, like, <laughs> really keep it like clean which is pretty impressive honestly um yeah he yeah i uh that 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 same outdoor stadium i saw dave matthews i i i i i saw i i saw jim gaffigan i was lucky um i had kind of a bad seat and then i guess mm-hmm. there there had plenty of good of better seats and then so the the usher just gave me like a free ticket to like a good seat i was like oh cool oh wow <laughs> um he had uh one th- 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 this was um i don't know 2018 when when, when trump 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 was still president so mm. um jim gaffigan um really didn't like trump and he had a mm. funny joke he <laughs> his joke was like so i am white i'm male and i'm straight i think i'm gonna do really well during this administration or something <laughs> it's kind yeah. of yeah if you're if you didn't like trump then you'll find it funny <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think um i mean those four years were just like were like a gold mine for like a lot of like oh i know like for like colbert and um oh <laughs> you know those like late night guys it was just like every single day was like something that it was like new material <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i was gonna mention oh yeah um when you brought up going to a comedy show that reminded me of i think it's so funny because i so 
I actually saw Joe Rogan do stand up in oh. Philly. Oh, and okay. <laughs> he um I mean he's a good like he like he's a good comedian, but I think the guy who actually opened for him, Tony Hinchcliffe. Um oh yeah, yeah. He's like he's he was really, really good. Like he kind of stole the show <laughs> in my opinion. Um and yeah, I mean he was hilarious. And I think that's actually the only like unless I'm just like missing something I, I think that's the only comedy show that I've like the only like big like comedy show that I've been to that was a couple years ago um yeah oh oh well I mean wow that that probably means you haven't I mean Joe Rogan is not I mean you know Jim Jim Gaffigan is way bigger than Joe Rogan right yeah definitely yeah so, yeah, so probably probably you haven't yeah I guess you haven't been to too many like big ones but yeah uh, I just watch a ton on Netflix really <laughs> But that reminds me, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Kathy Griffin. I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah, yeah, um, I do. I, I actually haven't even seen her stuff. I, it's funny because <laughs> I actually, like, I knew who she was before this happened, but I kind of honestly just now know her as the woman who uh, had that severed head of Trump. Yeah. Like, holding it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Which was just like, you got into a lot of hot water for that. <laughs> but um, this is way back in like, uh, like two, 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 like yeah, this was way back, like o- o- almost, almost like two thousand um, four. Like I'm, like I'm, like, like I, uh, like I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a uh, pretty old. <laughs> but yeah, this is way back in like two thousand four. And uh, yeah, she 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 went to the same place that I saw Norm Macdonald, and mm. she's she was so good. I mean, mm. um, it uh, you know the t- typical headliner set is one hour, like just one hour. Yeah, and she was like she was so funny for the entire time. Like literally, mm. I've I've literally never been to a comedy show where like from the very fir- the very first minute to the very end, she's like like super funny and wow. like yeah it's, i don't know it's pretty rare and like it was like 26 that's like a typical price 26 dollars. i'd be more than that because oh, wow. but um that's yeah it good. was like like yeah i'm 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 usually like pretty cheap i, I usually like complain about money but that was <laughs> like that was that was like 20 that 26 dollar was totally yeah it was like pretty worth like worth it i guess she was like so yeah so so funny for for the for the for, for the for the whole for the whole time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no that's impressive you know for yeah. to not even have any sort of lulls in your yeah <laughs> set you know yeah so are is there anyone else you like <laughs> um it's funny i i actually so it's funny because i don't watch the daily show but i've seen trevor noah's stand-up and oh yeah, he is pretty funny. He is funny, like yeah, like he's really really funny. Um, so yeah, I've seen a couple of his things. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of any other people. Um, I think I've seen a little bit of Sarah Silverman, and I oh uh, yeah thought she was funny. Sarah Silverman. Well, to me, at first, I didn't really know if I liked her. It, it it's well, I think she's one of those people where you have. To, you have to you you have to get her you have to understand where she's coming from mm-hmm. or her joke style to like her yeah that, that that's just whereas like you know jim gaffigan is funny to everyone i think it's yeah his, his, his jokes are very very easy to di- di- digest and stuff but whereas um 
Sarah Silverman seems to have like a lot of like like pauses or lulls, but hmm. those pauses are sort of built into the joke and kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah I haven't watched um I haven't really watched her in a while. Uh, I just like remember just that she I I forget even which set it was, but it was on but I think it was on Netflix. I just like remember it being good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know, like, Jim Gaffigan, like you said, it's, like, pretty, like, universe, like, what he talks about is, like, pretty universally yeah. uh, <laughs> accepted as being funny, <laughs> I guess. Uh, is there anyone else? <laughs> um, those are pretty much all the people who come to mind. Um, okay. Yeah, there, there's a guy. Yeah. Okay, there's a guy I started to like a lot recently called Nate 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 Bar, Bar, Bargatze. Okay. Um, maybe sort of I like him. Maybe sort of the reason why people like Tom Segura. He's, uh, I guess yeah. Uh, Nate Bargatze mostly tells stories. So yeah. Got it. Yeah. Really oh yeah, stories. that reminds me of I watched for the first time Mike Birbiglia. Um, oh yeah, he's yeah, funny. He's like yeah, he's like a great storyteller. Um. <laughs> Someone else who came to mind is Gerard Carmichael. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his own like show on like ABC or something, and I didn't watch that, but I've seen his stand up a couple times. Um, also, there are these two guys named the Lucas twins. Oh no, uh, I haven't heard of them. <laughs> these twins who, I think they only have one special on netflix i don't know i don't even know if they're doing stand-up anymore but uh when i was in high school i used to watch their set like repeatedly <laughs> it was just like hilarious um uh, they had this thing about just like they're like their hate for richard nixon because of the war on drugs and stuff <laughs> <laughs> richard nixon <laughs> um, okay <laughs> but yeah so yeah i mean those are the main people who come to sort of come to mind um do you have any other hobbies <laughs> uh yeah i mean i think just in general just outdoorsy stuff um okay you know just i especially when i'm home i like going on hikes and oh. i just like to <laughs> like i mean especially now with like covid i've gotten sort of an appreciation or a greater appreciation for just doing anything outside um also golfing too. Golfing, yeah, I've actually forgot to mention that. I mean, that's sport related. Oh, wow. but I actually have been going with my friends a lot. So I used to play, and I still do. But I used to play mostly with my dad. Um, oh. You know, he kind of taught me how to play, and like we would like play at this little course by our house uh, when I was growing up. And then my friends and I, like my friends have you know from home, they've gotten into golf. And so like, we'll go out and play and the course that we play at, it's this par three course. And it's just like, a, it, it, it's just like really casual. Uh, and you can literally show up, you know, like a t-shirt and shorts and it's like $12 per round. Um, oh. And it's just like so much fun. Cause we, you know, you, you can just like mess around and like, no one really cares if you're bad. Um, you know, cause some of, cause <laughs> uh, you know, they like a couple of them have, gotten into it pretty recently so they're like new to the game so it's a great it's a great place for them because it's like you know it's not like a lot of pressure to play well or anything it's just people out having fun um yeah so golf is uh you know something that i am into you know i played a little bit here with some friends here in philadelphia 
um, when it's nice out. I think, you know, I'll be able to start playing a little bit more uh, in the next like month or so, or well, probably starting in the next like week or two, but um, until I graduate. Um, so yeah, golfing, hiking, you know, when I'm back home, going to the beach. Um, I actually went <laughs> for the first time in a while this past break, this past winter break, I went surfing with one of my buddies um, and it was actually really fun. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not like, that's not like a hobby because I don't really do it that often, but uh, that's something that I, that I think it would be fun to get into. Um, and yeah, I guess mostly when I was younger, but, or not, yeah, like mostly when I was in high school, I played a decent amount of video games. So like <laughs> I play like the, I play like the NBA 2K games with my friends like all the time uh yeah and those are really fun <laughs> those are really fun days <laughs> so surfing i think is difficult did, did you have you had a surfing le- le- lessons no um so the first time i went surfing was like also pretty recently probably like about a year ago um so my junior my second semester junior year i was i went abroad to melbourne australia um and when I was there, I went surfing once, you know, just like one of my friends taught, you know, kind of like try to like teach me how to surf. Um, and I, I only did that for like a little bit on like one day. Um, and then, like I said, when I went, you know, so that was like my, that, that was my first time surfing. And then when I came or when I was home at, at my parents' house for the break, for this past winter break, I went surfing with one of my friends and he, he was also pretty new to it, but we went out um, and we surfed, you know, for like half a day. Uh, and that was really fun. But yeah, no, I mean, it was so hard. Like, like it's just so hard to, I mean, it's like hard to catch the waves themselves. And then it's hard to, you know, even be able to stand up and like ride the wave. Like, it's just like everything about it is, you know, uh, it's like a full body workout, which is cool, but it's just like, I mean, like the first time I tried to catch a wave and just like wiped out, I was just like totally gassed. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's fun. And I, I mean, hopefully in the summer I can do a little bit more of it. Um, I'm just always worried about just like being in somebody's way um, with that. And then also with like snowboarding too, because I've gone snowboarding a few times with my friends and they're like way better than me at snowboarding. Like they just like fly down the mountain and then I'm just like, kind of like still going like heel toe heel toe just like you know mm-hmm. uh learning the ropes because one because one of them goes to colorado state for school so oh. he's like snowboarding all the time in colorado <laughs> during the winter so he's like really good um at least i think he's good <laughs> um so anyway yeah so like both for like snowboarding and uh surfing I'm always afraid that I'm going to be like in somebody's way or like crash into somebody. Cause I don't have as much like control <laughs> as like my friends do, but um, it's still fun. Yeah. Yeah. My freshman year um, roommate was a total skiing nut. And then like mm. every Friday he would, Oh yeah. yeah I, I went to college in LA. So yeah, I guess you know about this. Yeah, like yeah. he went to, I think it was big bear or is yeah. that a common place that LA people go to? Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah how far, for sure. How far is big bear from UCLA? Or what do you think? Or- um, not far. I mean, probably, well, not far meaning like two to two and a half hour drive. That's still, 
that's still pretty well i don't know yeah it's still pretty far to me <laughs> i mean yeah it's just like when you're getting yeah i think it's just like i don't know i mean like two hour yeah i mean it's probably like closer to two and a half hours from westwood um right. you know to get I, I mean to get all the way up to the mountains you mean like to get all the way up to big bear to 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 get to the place where where people ski <laughs> yeah 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 it's probably like two and a half hours um yeah. you know yeah. so it's like you just i mean yeah if you leave at like eight in the morning you're up there by like 11 at the latest um yeah yeah you still have like, a full yeah. day <laughs> i was pretty nut- well his parents had a cabin in big bear and so yeah every friday i mean that's pretty nuts to wow i don't know that's pretty nuts to drive every friday two and a half hours um but i i guess he 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 totally hated skate uh snowboarders i guess skiers <laughs> don't like snowboarders and really I think snowboarders don't like skiers <laughs> he, he, I, yeah. I think he was saying snowboarders are always falling so they're, so they're always <laughs> like they're, they're always get, getting getting in, in in the in the way of the skiers <laughs> yeah well that was me yeah cause i i was always falling when when i started uh i th- yeah i think that's true i think it's more i guess it's more common to just like be able to fall like safely when you're snowboarding uh although i'm not i'm i'm really not sure <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, the, oh, um, I like the surfing and golfing kind of brought up some stuff. Um, are you familiar with like Dana White's, one of his best friends is called uh, Nick, Nick the Tooth. Have you heard of Nick the Tooth? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, he's a guy, I oh, just go, go on YouTube and find it, but he's actually pretty funny. Um, some funny videos with him but he's a guy with um, one of his front teeth is gone and it was because he was surfing and he got wiped out and then he was under the water for a long time and then when his head surfaced like the surfboard like went right into his tooth and not, oh not knocked, out, knocked out his front tooth oh. um, so yeah <laughs> yikes <laughs> um, so I, I friends? Was, yeah they were like good for him I think they were friends in high school, Dana and him. Although I think recently they had some problems, but, <laughs> oh, <gotcha. laughs> um, but um, no, no, that, that show looking for a fight, you know, that one looking for a fight. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so it's, like hunt sharks or something or. Yeah. So the, 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 like the first season, second season, Nick, the tooth is, is part of that group of guys. It's actually really funny. Um, but then later, like, Basically, he sort of got into a fight with Matt Sarah, which is also one of the guys. And uh, basically what happened was because um, Matt Sarah is a really high level BJJ guy and they were him and Nick were like doing like a demo role at a BJJ place. And Nick was trying to go Nick was trying to go hard Mm -hmm. and. Matt felt that was disrespectful. Matt is a black belt. He's a Hensel Gracie black belt. He's really good. If you watch his old fights, he's always really good on the ground. And mm-hmm. he felt disrespected. And so since Nick was going hard, Matt decided to go hard and like submit Nick. And Nick felt like super embarrassed and this and that. And there's like this drama and and then and then Nick, Nick just decided to leave the show. <laughs> oh my God, really? Over that? <laughs> Um, I mean, there must have been I, like something, the kind of like, I, I underlying guess, tension. Maybe I mean, um, I guess I guess Matt is overall a cool guy, but I guess uh, I don't know. Some people with black belts have a thing where 
like they feel they feel they deserve a lot of respect and they really don't like it if they feel like they're being d- d- disrespected mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, i get that yeah i just feel like you know if they're supposed to be friends i mean i feel like there'd be like more of an understanding yeah. there but i, mean, I don't yeah. know i mean it was like uh it was sort of like you know they were rolling and nick was going hard and matt is thinking to himself like well, what's going on like like mm-hmm. nick knows that matt is way better than him why is nick trying to mm-hmm. win like one of those things <laughs> oh i see yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think nick said that nick the tooth said that he was lucky with the surfboard thing i think um yeah the surfboard could have hit hit his eye or something that would yeah have been like right I was that, yeah <laughs> so. uh and when you brought up golf that reminds me when i was on the fa podcast we were sort of making fun of golf like when you listen to it, you'll see <laughs> that's funny yeah no i'll listen um well, he, he, yeah. So, what, what, what were you guys saying? I, I guess, like, <laughs> like in like a nutshell. <laughs> uh, it was just a short, short thing where, like, FA. No, he was saying how like people sometimes get injured when they play golf uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. He said, "Oh, it's such a weak sport. How do you get injured <laughs> playing golf?" And then you know we were laughing. <laughs> well, I would tell you that I have never gotten injured playing golf, so. <laughs> No, we were saying how like um, something like the 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 when the when the golfer hits the ball, the sound is so loud. Sometimes mm. the sound the sound can hurt your ears or hurt your head. No, yeah, or something like that. It can like actually hurt your head. I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, and then um, I also like to ask. Uh, are you into any bands or do you listen to any particular music? Yeah. Um, so I'm mostly into hip hop. Oh, rap. Um, I think. <laughs> Who do you listen to? <laughs> yeah. Um, I listen to, so my favorite artist is Kid Cudi. Um, oh, okay. Kid I don't know how much you know about. <laughs> like, no, I, I don't really know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, he, is I mean I mean like he's he's made some music with like Kanye West um and Travis Scott who are you know probably more mainstream than yeah but um yeah I just like in general like hip-hop um you know other artists I'm trying to think are 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 you at all into hip-hop um I I think I think uh I personally think well I think probably the greatest of all time is the notorious big um i i think lil wayne lil wayne is really good um yeah the the those are my two top 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 people yeah got you um i mean yeah like i think biggie is like on pretty much everyone's list he was like definitely before my time so like i like know some of his music but i you know have not listened to like a ton i know you know he and tupac uh i missed both of those guys just like them being in the 90s and me being born like 1999 um <laughs> but yeah i think i mean other you know other rappers who are kind of like those guys like to a certain extent like the tupacs and biggies of like my generation are like you know like kendrick lamar Jay okay. Cole, you know guys like that um i mean like kanye west too not in terms of like being like a rapper but just like a producer and just like an artist <laughs> uh, you know 
even as like crazy as he is i think he's he makes amazing music <laughs> um, do, you, do, you, do you think you would be able to provide him with good psychological therapy or, oh, <laughs> absolutely not i think he's no, uh, not qualified <laughs> yeah i don't think <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if i will ever become qualified to work with kanye um no but yeah i mean i mean to be serious though like he like he is kind of like misunderstood i think a lot of times like i think like it's hard for me to tell like whether he's just like playing this like character that's like just like crazy or like whether he is just like really like um really like that you know so it's like sometimes hard for me to tell whether it's like a um like a facade of some sort but i mean regardless like again just his music i think is um through the year like, like i mean pretty much every single one of his albums has is one that or or are are, at least to me um you know different um from Mm -hmm. the last one and i think that's why i like him um so yeah like mostly hip-hop i've kind of uh recently been expanding my music horizons so i've actually been listening to kind of like more like pop music (laughs) i guess um one that comes to mind like uh, person that comes to mind is lord i don't, I don't know if you right yeah lord but um right like she hasn't even put out an album i think since like 2017 but yeah um <laughs> I, li- I listened to one of her to one of her albums and was like oh man like she's amazing <laughs> um <laughs> and i, I mean because i because i had heard of some of her mainstream songs before like royals and stuff but uh i, I listened like that album it's called pure heroin the, <laughs> the one that she the one that royal designed listened to that a little bit um yeah it's just like really good um yeah that's mainly you know i guess like a little bit of rock just like in, in like influenced by my dad so like you know oh. the first concert i ever went to was was aerosmith um, wow <laughs> and i went to that with him which was really cool um you know and i still listen you know like from time to time i'll listen to some rock um i don't know other rock bands that i have listened to i mean we saw we also my dad and i saw motley crew um which was really fun um but yeah in terms of concerts those are the only two those are the only two um rock concerts i think i've ever been to and since i've gotten to philly i've been to a few concerts so like i went to a kid cuddy concert which was fun uh I've seen Tyler the Creator twice, and he's amazing. <laughs> um, his concerts are insane. Um, who else? I saw. I've seen Brockhampton twice. I, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're like a hip hop group, kind of like a like a hip hop boy band of sorts, which is funny. Um, <laughs> so I've seen them a couple times. I saw Jay Z once, which was like wow. insane um i saw him at at the wells fargo center which is where the sixers play Um, (laughs) oh okay that was incredible um (laughs) and i think that is it in terms of concerts like i haven't seen kanye or travis scott like i like i'd love to see travis scott live um i don't know Mm. who else i think that's it yeah in terms of concerts i i I mean i i sort of been uh interested in going to like a hip-hop concert and this is 
this is probably like a really unfair stereotype, but like, especially like hip hop people who uh, like gangster, I, I, I don't, I'm not even sure if gangster rap is still a thing, but if it's like gangster rap or they, you know, rap a lot about guns or whatever, I, I'm like back in my head, I'm afraid, like, is this like a safe concert to go to? <laughs> um, I, I guess, you know, in the, I mean, they always check they, you know, they, they always, uh, everybody has to go through the metal detectors. So it probably, I guess it's safe, but, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Like when you went to like Jay-Z concert, like, did it feel any different from like a rock concert or? <laughs> no i mean it's well like honestly especially that one because like i mean that i mean jay-z is so mainstream that it's like oh <laughs> and it's at the wells i i mean it was that like in a re, you know it's that like a basketball arena it's like no one's gonna be like bringing or like, any trouble maybe <laughs> yeah like, yeah like the security there is just like insane it's just like yeah. really <laughs> that's more of a concern if like you're going to like a smaller concert like even like brockhampton like I certainly didn't feel unsafe, but it was just like, yeah, like this is more unregulated in terms of, you know, like people oh, like, yeah. you know, just like people like smoking weed, like in the concert, <laughs> like not like no one really caring, um, you know, but it's just like, I, you know, didn't feel unsafe. And I think the whole like gangster rap thing, I think that was like, at least as far as I know, like a product of the nineties. Right. Okay. <laughs> Cause it was like, as far as I understand about like Tupac and Biggie, like, they were you know like obviously like the main guys like and they were like that was like most of their subject matter was like their beef between the two of them and i think like (laughs) that's where like it seemed like there was like actual animosity between rappers whereas now it's like oh nothing like that really happens anymore as far as i can tell i think like maybe some like underground rappers there's like stuff like that happens but um i think it's just a much different climate now yeah, speaking of weed, I, the, the typical uh, the the one day Matthews concert I went to after the air was a mixture of weed and perfume. Yeah, <laughs> it was so like funny. the people. Yeah, I think people who a lot of Dave Matthews fans smoke marijuana, and then the the their girlfriends or females who go there wear perfume, and it's like a mixture of marijuana <laughs> and perfume. So funny. That is funny. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, like a lot of hip hop concerts are going to be like that, just <laughs> like, like mostly just because it's, you know, people in their late teens, early 20s going to them. Um, but yeah, well, also kind of like an unrelated story, but about so the last Tyler, the Creator concert that I went to, actually, that was the last concert that I went to at all. Um, it was a couple months before the pandemic. It was like late 2019. I somehow managed to like, push my way up to the front row because it was an outdoor concert and it was just like standing space for everyone there wasn't any assigned seats well there, well, there were no seats at all it was just everyone on, on this big lawn and I got up to the front just kind of like squeezed my way because I lost my friends like early in the concert and was like trying to find them and I just kind of like was able to like get my way up to the front and then at the end of the concert when everyone was clearing out, you know, kind of like clearing out of like that whole like, like mosh pit area. Um, there were like three broken phones, like underneath our feet. And it was <laughs> like people just, I guess, like losing their phones and just like their phones getting at, like trampled. Jeez. Um, it was just like insane. Like, like, I don't even know how that even happened, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that 
I don't know why I thought of that, but <laughs> um, yeah, and the, like I think this sounds funny. The, the the only reason why I know who Takashi Six Nine is is because of all the legal trouble he's been. <laughs> it's like back in twenty eight you know he has a lot of court cases and then i'm like i totally never heard of this guy yeah <laughs> yeah it's um recently there's, there's a hulu there's a hulu hulu documentary um about takashi 69 it's yeah it's um it's did you uh, watch good. it yeah i did i it's uh i i it's um i i i felt like watching something raw and yeah it was a very <laughs> raw, raw documentary <laughs> um yeah he's insane um <laughs> he, he's really he's like he's so yeah he's 24 and he's done he's gone in so much trouble and he's only 24 <laughs> yeah um i never really yeah i never really listened to his music um i don't know yeah i don't really know much about him also other than the legal issues but like like i said like people like tyler the creator um and I mean, like Tyler's actually, I think he's, a, he's still pretty young, but um, I think he's still like a bit older than Takashi mm-hmm. 6'9". Um, but yeah, that's definitely like, there's definitely like a lot of, a lot of rappers like the baby, little baby. Um, oh yeah. I don't even know, like just these like random guys who are just like kind of like a new generation of like, a, like a new type of rap that like, I don't, that I'm not really familiar with. Like, I'm also, I'm also a big fan of uh, Wiz, 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 Wiz Khalifa. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, he's good too. Yeah. Speaking of weed. Um, <laughs> it's like, I've heard he's one of the biggest stoners in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So like the Wiz Khalifa concert is, is probably, probably something I, probably something I, 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 I would, I would, I would want to go to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. People probably there are all mellow because all the people are smoking, <laughs> smoking weed there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I like know like a lot of his music, but yeah, I, he definitely has several really good songs that I know of. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, there, it just seems it's, it, it, there's so, so many there always seems to be so many new new rappers and there's always mm-hmm. uh, news articles on like Yahoo News like some about some rapper uh, who I don't know just got married or got in trouble and it's like some rapper it's like the rapper's name I, I've never heard of that rapper I'm like yeah. what? This, it, like it, it, is is this person uh, even famous why is he on Yahoo News <laughs> Yeah, always. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it portrays like the whole or or like yeah it kind of like paints like that whole genre and like bad light i feel like a lot of times yeah, you know kind of, yeah probably kind of trouble <laughs> you know um but yeah and then also like when you mentioned Wiz Khalifa that made me think about yeah he's he's gotten into he, he's gotten into mma and and oh wow in in the past few years or maybe just kickboxing maybe not uh, mma but i know he's been on joe rogan a few times and he's talking uh, about like his progress as I, th- I think he might just do kickboxing but uh oh, right. I, th- I, th- I think he's gotten really good at, at at least as far as um you know what he's mentioned in his i guess he's probably done like two podcasts with rogan um 
Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's like really, I mean, I think he's pretty tall and he's just like really like, lengthy. So he kind of <laughs> has a good build. He's kind of like, he's kind of like a uh, amateur version of Izzy in a way. You know, he's just like, he's got a great physique for just like, I guess like that style, you know. Well, he, Liz, he's really thin. Has he put on a lot of muscle since? The I think he's put on, yeah, I think he's probably put on a decent amount, probably. Yeah. Um, okay. Since then, yeah, because I mean, he used to be like really skinny, but I think he's gotten yeah. into, yeah, I think he's bulked up like a decent amount, but still, you know, still has like a slight frame. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely bulked up, um, you know, and just like I think gotten into really, really good shape. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I also, <laughs> I also, uh, another standard question i also asked uh, uh like what are your favorite m- m- movies or mm. do you have favorite movies it's a good question um i'm not like a huge movie person honestly but i think so there are a few different genres that like some of, some of my favorite comedy so i'm mostly in the comedies i guess when i watch movies um i think the hangover might be my favorite comedy okay. um I love some of the Will Ferrell movies like Talladega Nights. Oh. Um, I need to watch Step Brothers again because I watched oh, yeah, that like great. several years ago, but I just haven't like seen it since. Um, <laughs> and then in terms of recent movies that I've seen, um, I mean, honestly, Parasite is still something that sticks out to oh, yeah. me. I don't, I don't know if you watched Parasite, but that was, so, I, I mean, yeah. that's such a good movie. Um, <laughs> I think I've seen that like maybe four times at wow. this point. Um, wow. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just love that movie. I don't know why it's just like really well done. Uh, it was like the first Korean film I had ever watched, you know, um, wow. you know, which makes sense. Cause it's just like, it wasn't, it was one of the first, I mean, obviously the most popular, the most um, yeah. The most popular Korean movie in the u.s um and then yeah i don't know i i think for sure yeah and then for shows i guess relatedly um in terms of like all-time favorite shows i think breaking bad is still probably my favorite show i don't know if you've seen it oh okay yes uh some yeah some (laughs) yeah it's i think that show is amazing um (laughs) i i watched house of cards like pretty like early on, like when it like came out um, and, and that was a revolutionary show. Cause that was the first Netflix original show. <laughs> um, yeah. And yes, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so that was really good. I also like throughout the past couple of years, they don't, they, they've only had two seasons, but um, the show Atlanta, uh, Donald yeah. Glover's show. Um, <laughs> that's a really good show. And I think, I thought that I, I mean he's doing so much stuff he's insane but he I, I think they might that might be coming out or the th- the third season might be coming out in some, some sometime this year um although I'm not sure so those are the main shows I feel like I've I feel like I've seen a show recently that I've really liked um honestly once school starts for me I only watch YouTube <laughs> um oh so right now you're on spring break no 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 no. sorry i meant to say like like whenever i'm in school like like whenever it's like during the semester 
um oh, oh, you know, oh okay i see like right now um i don't find myself watching a ton of shows you know okay. like i know a lot of people like just like binge netflix but i'm like usually i just like go on like youtube and see what comes up <laughs> um so yeah i think i think that's pretty much it for movies and shows um although i'm thinking oh, i feel like there's a show that i was watching recently that i just can't think of um well and then in terms of other movies there's this movie call me by name um oh yeah it was i think it's like an independent film uh yeah that stars out. um that guy who's like Timothy sort of Chalamet. uh what oh yeah oh yeah well, yeah, yeah um <laughs> army hammer What's his name? yeah yeah army, army yeah he's uh oh man yeah that's uh i actually kind of forgot about that yeah <laughs> about his personal issues right now yeah. um that's so funny no but that's that's another great movie that i that like i love watching over and over again um yeah i think that's i think those are pretty much the highlights for me um yeah what about you uh so yeah movies i i i have um top three that i love watching over and over and i have the top three of just like objective objectively really good movies okay. so the first <laughs> the first three is like um uh when when harry met sally it's like a 80s movie i don't know if you've okay seen it. yeah I've heard of um, it. never seen it yeah it's really good billy crystal's really funny oh, okay, and then yeah. um and then uh sent 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 scent of a woman with al pacino Okay. Um, <laughs> and then uh, there's another uh, Swingers, which in my SPP bio I put it my like, I put it at this is my favorite movie Swingers oh, okay. with um, John uh, John John Favreau and mm-hmm. um, and the other guy who oh Vin, Vin, Vince Vince Vaughn oh, yeah Vince Vaughn yeah uh, and then in terms of the in terms of the other list the best movie I've ever seen is Casino Martin Scorsese movie mm. have you seen that I have not no. Oh, you should watch it. It's yeah, Casino. that's the best movie I've, I've ever seen. Wow! And then, um, like, so you're saying this is like objectively, yeah, like the best, best movie, movie I've ever seen. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's yeah. There's two different lists because, um, like the first list is like every, um, like okay, in the old days, you know, before DVDs, people use VHS. Um, I don't mm. know if you know what those are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so familiar. <laughs> Never so VHS, VHS, I don't think. But. Yeah, so I, I remember one time I had like a VHS of Swingers and then I would, you know, I would watch a couple minutes and then just stop. And then the next day I just watched some more and then just, and, you know, just pick off where I left off. It's like, so those first three movies, like any, every single minute is fine with me. You know, like I, mm. um, I, 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 I I don't, I don't have to like go back to the beginning and like every time I see, it, I don't have to go back to the beginning to watch it. I can it. literally yeah, yeah. start, you know, the last five minutes and it's still like good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, well, yeah, it's one of those movies where every single minute, every single minute is, is good. Whereas casino it's yeah. Yeah. These, the other lists, it, it's like different, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, the, another one I think is one of the best I've ever seen is the, the dances with wolves, which is a really famous movie, I think in the nineties with Kevin Costner. Okay. 
Um, and then the other one is Braveheart, which I'm pretty sure you've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So those are my lists and TV shows. Awesome. My favorite TV show. Uh, uh, who, 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 whose line is it anyway? Um, it's oh, a yeah, comedy. Yeah. It's uh, it's um, uh, it, 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 impromptu, impromptu comedy show. Yeah, whose right. line is it anyway? And then there was um, the popular thing on Fox uh, called Twenty Four with Kiefer Sutherland. Um, oh yeah, I'm familiar with that show. Yeah, yeah Twenty Four. The first two se- the first two seasons are really are are are, are really good. And then like the third mm. through the tenth or whatever are like pr- pretty bad. <laughs> but, oh really? Uh, it's, like, stuff, but, <laughs> so yeah. just the first two seasons are good. <laughs> yeah, and then but then the first two were so good. Like the third through the through the ninth, I, I was I, I I was like forcing I was forcing myself to watch them because because the first two were so good. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So usually the movie the movie question is my last question. Um, th- yeah, this this is the, definitely the longest podcast. It's like three three hours. It's it's pretty it's it's, it's, it's pretty much like a Joe 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 Joe, yeah. Joe Rogan Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah no i was about to say i feel like i'm a guest on joe rogan and we're uh live right now <laughs> yeah um so uh is there any is there anything you want to uh talk about or any anything you want to say to podcast land <laughs> i was just curious real quick for you okay. um in terms of for fighters um okay like who i guess are some of your favorite fighters oh because um, yeah yeah i guess we, yeah we've you know i haven't asked you about that um yeah the, like the of all time the, you know right like right now yeah the older the older fighters are uh like bj bj penn and mm-hmm. uh, chuck Liddell. okay um, yeah yeah i've heard those guys yeah yeah definitely yeah there, there, there's one um uh image you can find it easily on like online is his he's fighting a dean 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 Tom, dean thomas who's actually currently one of the guys and uh looking for a fight if you watch the recent look oh, he's, he's, he's black the he's black guy um and um uh he's it's this crazy position where like uh bj is he has i think his, one of his legs is wrapped around dean thomas's arm and he's just hanging it's like he's like oh, this, he's like this, this weight yeah like uh, maybe you've seen it, it i think dean thomas is wearing yellow in that picture um and yeah well, i mean later i could yeah forward it to you but he's it's just this weird like uh, bj penn is like super uh super flexible yeah he's very flexible if you see his earlier fights um uh, uh, pe- people couldn't take him down. When someone takes him down, he would sprawl. But he would do this like uh, f- figure four thing, where it's sort of like his left leg would do like a figure four over his right, and like his right leg would be straight. His right leg would sprawl out straight, and his left leg would do like a figure four on on top of his right leg. But anyway, yeah, if you see his earlier fight, so he's like super super flexible. People could never take him down. And um, and one of uh, my favorite submission of his when he would do a rear rear naked choke, he would he's so flexible that he was kind of like a, like a like a spider. He mm. would like um, his 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 legs were super flexible, and he could actually raise them like pretty high, like 
like uh, most people's legs are around the guy's like thighs like around the 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 victim's like thighs right or something like that but yeah. uh bj could raise it up to around like 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 basically the the the, mid, the middle of the guy's stomach like really high oh. and then yeah. I, I i loved his submission he submitted one guy where bj would use like one of his legs to uh trap 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 the guy's arm he would trap one of the guy's arm and basically for a rear naked choke the only way you the uh, rear naked choke um uh, most of the time to defend you you, you 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 mostly need both hands to defend i heard mm -hmm. so bj would trap one of the guy's arms and the guy mm -hmm. would have only one one hand free and so bj would throw on the rear naked choke and the guy couldn't defend because he only has one arm it's like so cool <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, he's another guy that I've just heard like a ton about, but you know, just <laughs> what wasn't into MMA early enough to really watch him. But I mean, some, I mean, some people view him as the greatest fighter of all time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I forget who said that. Some, somebody said that and I was kind of surprised because um, I think, yeah, somebody, yeah, I forget who it was, but um, they were like, yeah, just like overall as a fighter. Like he is the best, um, even though he <laughs> he lost to GSP, right? Wasn't there like a mega fight between them? I forgot, but um, he uh, he a couple years ago or a year ago he fought Ryan Hall. I don't know if you saw that one. I don't think so, and then yeah, it's, it's really good. He lost, yeah. right? Oh yeah, he lost. Yeah, BJ Penn has losing yeah all, all his fights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's but, yeah. I think I got him, and hope he ends up doing okay because i know he's had like some other issues um, yeah there's lots of issues <laughs> but um yeah no that's cool to hear you talk about bj penn because i again i've like seen just like very little of his of his of his fights or just any like highlights even so i'll have to um i'll have to look him up again oh um oh by the way there there's this guy who who's good at um He's um he's good at Im imitating fighter voices. I think oh, yeah. his handle is called Prebeck P R E B E K. So and yeah. um he, he he does some stuff with he goes he went onto a Ariel Helwani show. So mm -hmm. I think if you look up on YouTube like Ariel Helwani and Prebeck, oh, yeah. they're like two episodes, and yeah he's um is yeah he 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 imitates bj penn he's he's really good and he, he has a lot of people he imitates that's funny <laughs> um, yeah I'll but, uh, <laughs> but no i was saying like uh chuck like though i like him because mm. when uh, he he's mostly a puncher and he would i just enjoyed watching him finish people he would like punch super fast left and right and finish people <laughs> yeah um, i know i've been meaning to watch um there's a 30 for 30 documentary about him and Tito Ortiz, you know, about. Oh, right, right, right. right. Um, oh, so um, do, do you have e e e ESPN plus? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's a good deal. I guess $6 a month. That's cheap. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we used to, so for the school newspaper, I used to have um, access to it because nice. we would, because some of the, because some of the pen games would actually be on there. So, we, uh, you know, when we couldn't travel to the games, we needed to watch through there. So like, or like, so the newspaper kind of set us up with that. Um, and then, and then my family got ESPN plus like within the last year or, you know, maybe like a year and a half. Oh, um, funny. 
and yeah, I mean, they have so much great stuff. I, I mean, all the UFC non pay-per-views are on there. Um, no, but did, did you know, did you know the UFC pay-per-view, if you wait like four weeks, the pay-per-view is free. <laughs> oh, four weeks after it yeah. initially happens. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is. So you can just, so like I could just watch like yeah <laughs> any pay-per-view fight. Right. <laughs> like four weeks after and it stays on there or is it only there for a limited time? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll stay. It's like oh really oh ever. wow <laughs> i wasn't aware of that yeah <laughs> thanks for letting me know <laughs> um oh yeah yeah um yeah so anyway i don't know my current maybe it's rory mcdonald he's well-rounded i i think right now he's probably he's probably i think lately he hasn't been as good and he also, mm-hmm. he doesn't, I mean, he fights for Bellator. He doesn't fight for UFC anymore. Right, yeah. <laughs> He's, um, is there any chance that he would come to the UFC? Because I think I've heard his name. Like, I know very few Bellator guys, but, like, he is a guy that I, I actually kind of know. Is he? Oh. Because then, you know, like, who was it? Michael Chandler. Like, he was in Bellator for a little bit. And then. Yeah, and now um, he's in UFC. Obviously Ben Askren. <laughs> um, oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, like, is, like, Rory, like, is that a thing that could happen? Um, I don't think so because I think he hasn't been as good anymore. And, oh, got uh, it. He no, Roy used to be in in UFC. Oh, okay. So he went from UFC to Bellator. Okay, got you. Yeah, um, and also um, last couple of years he's gotten uh, re- religious. Like he's mm-hmm. gotten religious, and he says he doesn't really have that 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 fire that fi- that fi- fire fire anymore for fighting. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. In UFC, he was yeah. UFC, he was really good. What happened was uh, during contract talks, he you uh, like UFC was to- totally willing to have to have him, mm-hmm. um, but um, uh, I think he had lost. He had lost maybe two during that time. Mm. I, 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 yeah, uh, I, I remember he lost to Wonderboy, Stephen Thompson, Wonderboy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he was sort of, he had like two losses. Roy, Roy wanted more money and mm-hmm. UFC wasn't willing. And then, so he went to Beltor and Beltor was willing to pay him more. Got it. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think already losing those couple <laughs> fights, like you're saying, didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> um and oh yeah oh my gosh I, I don't know if you've heard but they UFC cut um uh Overeem Alistair Overeem who's kind of a long time kind of a legend guy I guess yeah I um, saw yeah that happened yeah I remember when that happened a couple weeks ago and, and he cut um, Junior what actually Junior Dos Santos is one of my favorite he uh, mm-hmm. on, on the ultimate fighter he was a coach he, he seemed like really nice and he's actually one yeah. of my fighters just 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 in terms of his uh per, personality mm. um he's always like always has like a smile and he's always yeah. happy but um he's he was a, a former, guy, champ, yeah. former champion and he, yeah he also got cut because most of the fights he's been losing so that's why he got cut um yeah i mean <laughs> now it's like the heavyweight division is going to be apparently just you know john jones and and ganu and i guess Derek lewis and blades are, are like the big guys so like overeem and uh junior de santos for i guess kind of on the outside looking in 
Yeah. And then uh, another guy I guess I was into was, was Luke, 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 Luke Rockhold. Do you know mm-hmm. him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. He doesn't fight anymore. Um, right. Um, I guess the how I got into him is because like he 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 was the strike 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 for strike force champ, okay. which um Scott Coker used to run he used to run strike force. Mm. Um and uh he was strike force champ. So when he came in, I thought, oh, he's a champ, he's hmm. maybe he's good. And then so um he actually lost his first fight um against v- Vitor Belfort, mm. but then he went on a tear and he he beat like he beat um, uh, Japanese. Uh, the nickname is the the Dragon. Uh, I forgot his name, but he's a uh, mm. uh, he. I mean, he doesn't fight for UFC anymore mm. either. He plays for Bellator because he's like older now. Um, yeah, I forgot his name, but he Got beat it, him, yeah. and then he beat Michael Bisping. Oh, wow. okay. Um, you know Michael Bisping, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he 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 beat Michael Bisping pretty pretty. Uh, he yeah the it, it, like um he beat him pretty easily he made it look so easy mm. and then um and then he also beat beat Chris, Chris Weidman do you know Chris Weidman yeah didn't Weidman he beat Anderson Silva right he was like the guy yeah. that that him, was uh, the second yeah. fight Anderson Silva broke his leg it was really gruesome. yeah right <laughs> um yeah yeah so I'm like kind of like familiar with all these guys but again it's just like for like all these guys that you just mentioned just like kind of just like caught the tail end of their careers i guess in terms of you know when i got into the sport <laughs> and then um i guess a, a lot of people don't like luke rockhold because they feel he's very uh, c- 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 uh cocky okay <laughs> <laughs> and um personally i i personally don't i personally don't think he's cocky but um uh, yeah, but mo- most people think he's cocky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's not always the worst thing. I, I mean, it's fun, you know. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I guess you know he's from Santa Cruz, which is a- about a- a- about an an hour an hour from me. You know, DC mm. lives in Gilroy, which is like yeah like, about like forty minutes from me. And then there's all these like super great fighters hmm. uh, who who live close to me. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about DC living in Gilroy. It's yeah. like a small town. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Um, do you yes. have yeah. anything else or you have any other questions? I don't think add? so. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I mean, this has been a, this has been a great talk. Um, we went yeah, a full so, three hours, which is awesome. <laughs> I'm actually worried because the, I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm wondering if this file because this file mm. I uploaded to um to a website anchor.fm. Okay. I'm, not, I'm worried the file. I'm worried maybe I'm going to have to cut the file in half. I'm not sure if oh. it'll fit. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully it'll uh, be small enough to fit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but it, that'll be fine. I just cut it in two and then oh, okay, post like two 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 episodes. Got you. <laughs> part um, one, part two. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, I could probably have you on on my my personal podcast. Also, we could talk about yeah, um, sure, uh, stand up and uh, MMA. <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, two things that I'm that I've gotten into, <laughs> I guess, since like college. So uh, I'm always it's always really fun to talk about those.
<laughs> so, okay. So, do you have any any parting parting words for SBP community or anything about your st stuttering or anything? Or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just think, um, yeah. I mean, I think in general, just for people who might be listening to this who um, stutter, I I think you know, just speaking from my own experience, uh, becoming more or just becoming putting putting myself out there more in terms of stuttering and in terms of accepting my stutter has been one of the best things that I've ever done and I think it's allowed me to meet people like Kevin <laughs> um and to just like have a community that, that I've connected with so I guess like the first thing I want to say is just like I'm really really grateful to be a part of this community and it's so important um, to have people to talk to about stuttering. And I think, you know, just anyone who's kind of maybe even people who are just like on the fence about like, Oh, like, do I want to like, you know, continue to like work on my stutter or just like continue to go to like meetings and like go, you know, I would just like really encourage you to put yourself out there. And um, you know, for me, it's just been, it's, it's, it's just been a great experience to be able to go to stutter block party every month. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, um, uh, and you, you probably heard for NSA usually every year they have like, like a big conference, right? Or yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, also it's funny because I was actually, so, um, I actually just recently started a position in the NSA as, as, oh, right. as an yeah. intern. Um, right. <laughs> and that's, yeah. And, and we, and that really just started last week or maybe two weeks ago. And I'm working with three other interns. Um, and that's, that's been great. And I, yeah, I'm really excited to see what we can do. You know, we're just really trying to get um, the NSA to be, you know, more, you know, just trying to promote the NSA as much as we can and kind of get people who might not know that the starting community is even a thing to get them, you know, to come and share their story. So I can't wait for that. Hmm. Hey, I'm wondering, um, do you, uh, if you're an intern, do you get to go to the conference for, for like, do you get a free ticket to the conference? <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, just because I, yeah, I'm not sure how long the internship position lasts. And I know, Unfortunately, yeah. I think the next in-person one is in 2022, as far as I know. Um, oh, well, I, no! I was here. I was hearing maybe uh, I was here maybe this year they would have one too. Yeah, in person. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't think anything official has been said said about that. But yeah, I mean. I would love to go because I because I haven't been to to an NSA conference actually in in person. Yeah, the NSA conference is uh, pretty cool just because. Yeah, the 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 yeah the the your the all the everyone everyone there. Well, yeah, everyone there stutters so. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. It's just kind of a, it's kind of a neat it's kind of a neat experience where <laughs> where the 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 all, all, all the people in the hallways like stutter. So yeah, kind of- right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've heard for yeah for a lot of people I've heard it's been a life changing experience and like I mean just even being in the NSA right now has has had a big impact on me. But like I can't even imagine like people say that the in person conference is like really their favorite part about being in the NSA. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I heard this year it might be cause I heard next year it's in Newport beach. Right. Um, but I heard this year it might be in Newport beach too. So I, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, what's interesting. Going. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that'd be cool. Cause my parents, you know, living in the LA area, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that could actually work out well for me. So that would be, that would be cool. <laughs> um, Okay, well, um, all right. Uh, yeah, this is a really long podcast, so yeah, you <laughs> probably have to you have to probably have to do work for class. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, I, I, thanks for having me on, Kevin. Uh, good luck editing this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, this is good. This is gonna take a really long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I I really appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, and we'll talk again soon, of course. But but yeah, thank you. Okay. All right. right. Sounds good. Have a good one. Bye. All right. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Stutterblock Party podcast. If you're interested in attending Stutterblock Party, go to linktree forward slash Stutterblock Party to register. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Stutterblock Party. We'll see you soon and happy stuttering.